0: Move in right along. Listeners, we just had maybe like nine minutes of technical yeah. difficulties. And guess what? We don't know what nope, happened. No but plan. we're back. We're back at, back at it again mm-hmm. with the... Um, I don't have white vans.
1: I don't own vans. So...
0: Uh, white Converse. I used to. I had, I had some gray vans. I have Converse. I used to have I like have some the skater girl, like black Converse.
1: vans. When I was like in middle school and I was a skater girl. Yeah.
0: When you were like seven
1: shut you do that every you and matt do that every time and it's not
0: funny how to how me. old were you in how old were you in the sixth grade
1: 10 maybe 11 i was close but no 10 because i was 11 in seventh grade i was close shut up you're three years off
0: just say but if you like really think about how many numbers there Shut- are, I pretty much got <laughs> I hate it. Thank you.
1: Okay, hello, listeners. Um, we are back What's with up? another episode. We are Raven and Campbell, uh, two friends who
0: Campbell and Raven.
1: Uh, no, uh, two friends.
0: I, which is weird <laughs> that you say that. You're like absolutely not. This is how it's been. I made the choice <laughs> to put your name first for everything, Raven. <laughs>
1: Um Don't act
0: like it was hush you. you.
1: Uh two friends from college
0: GORTS who,
1: <laughs> who are not who used to be musicians and then we became engineers and we were like, let's try that music thing again and so now we're here breaking down musicals and oh, getting you're... nice and drunk.
0: We never we do that. We never like. <laughs> we never say what this podcast and, and, you is. Know what's you know, it's
1: funny. funny. <laughs> that's the About name. Every three episodes, you remark on the fact that we don't do that and that we should, and then we still don't do it.
0: <laughs> this is the first time hearing of it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but also, excuse you, I am performing. A performing musician currently. Oh, actually,
1: you are. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, and this term it's the pop concert, so all the bands at Oregon State are playing together for a concert, and we're doing musicals. That's so cool. I'm trying to see if they're live streaming it, and if they are, I will definitely listeners. Watch. I will, I will, will share the link with people. Did I tell you what music we're doing? Uh, you did, but re- remind me. I have it right here. Hey. I think I've seen all of them except for one. Okay, so we're doing Dear Evan Hansen, which I've never seen, but we will soon. The Lion King, Broadway selections, Rent, selections from Wicked, The Greatest Showman, weird enough, selections from Into the Woods, and that's it.
1: Hmm.
0: Into the Woods is my favorite. Into
1: the Woods, yeah. The- because
0: you know how I feel about Sondheim. Um, but they do not have agony or the last midnight. Ah, uh,
1: agony is so. That's probably one of my favorite songs. Agony. In too. Musical.
0: Yeah, the last midnight is just so good. I've just been listening to it on repeat. But anyway, yeah, we're back. We are Musicals. back. Musicals. Yeah. Um, I think we should start it off with our new segment. Yes. Called... I
1: in the last 30 seconds was trying to think of a name for this um still haven't
0: what do you mean we always have a name for it (laughs) we're consistent we are
1: consistent um i didn't quite get to the final formulation of one so it's going to come out now as i say it and it's going to be let's get musical
0: okay Let's get like,
1: musical. Musical, musical. Let's get into music terms yeah. learning all the new words today.
0: <laughs> That's
1: really <laughs> good, baby. I like that one. Okay.
0: Oh, shot. Oh, oh, I miss Olivia Newton-John.
1: As everyone should.
0: This you're supposed to take the shot now.
1: Oh shit. Oh shit, you're right.
0: Not the, the whole purpose <laughs> of it. You're you're just staring at me like what's going on? Let's musical. get musical. Okay.
1: So, musical. the word of the day is
0: oh that's a healthy
1: middle eight which is some people call it a type of bridge other people would dispute that but it's a section of a song with significantly different melody and lyrics that helps the song develop itself sort of in a like more natural way by basically intentionally contrasting the previous parts of the song so normally i yeah go ahead
0: I I immediately think of a specific moment in this musical, so that's real fun. Yes,
1: it might or might not be related to the composer of this musical. We'll see in Raven's Composer (laughs) Corner. Um, But it's called the middle eight because traditionally, typically, it's about eight bars. Um, Sometimes there'll be as much as twelve. But it's normally after the second chorus in a song in a verse-chorus format, Um, and it differs from a bridge in that it is. Not just uh, more of the song or not just like a new type of verse. It's like a wholly different thing. So a couple of examples. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, has a middle eight. And CeeLo Green's Fuck You, um, where he's just screaming Why? That's a middle eight. Um, the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations has an example of a middle eight. Um, so it's it's a complete departure. Um, uh, also, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, The Girl is Mine, where they're talking in that interlude. Yeah, so it's yeah. a little bit more of an interlude than a proper bridge, um, which is why it kind of has a separate distinction in music theory and music terminology.
0: Nice. Who? And that's related to the musical we're doing this week. Yeah, what is that, Campbell? Enchanted, the 2007 American live-action and animated musical fantasy romantic comedy. Really long Descriptive. It's a lot. It was directed by Kevin Lima and was written by Bill Kelly. It's... Co produced by Walt Disney Pictures, the uh Jofferson Entertainment, and Red Coast Productions, and it focuses on Giselle, a like stereotypical fairy tale character Mm -hmm. that gets transported by some nefarious
1: means
0: into New York City. Do you watch uh What We Do in the Shadows? Because that was a spot-on Laszlo impression. I'm proud Less of you. listeners.
1: Side note, that we gin was actually accepted. really smooth. Um,
0: oh. I want to talk about gin.
1: We will, because that's what we're drinking today.
0: Because I haven't tasted it yet, but I got a new gin to try. Ooh. A new local gin. Because usually I go like either Tanqueray Ooh. or Wild Roots. Love that. But this time, it's called... Uh, It's from Pilot House Distilling. The Painted Lady, New American Gin. I'll show you this.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Look. Look at her tentacles. And look at the skull. It's kind of like mermaid, but Ursula. Yeah. Yeah, and she has like a tattoo, like a sleeve. It smells so good. I wish you were here for a lot of reasons, <laughs> but it smells incredible and just so natural and fresh. That's awesome. It probably says, here are all the additives in it, um, but it's really, really, really cool grain distilled gin um, made in Astoria, Oregon.
1: That's awesome. I would love to try that the next time I visit you.
0: Let's see if we'll still have okay. it. Okay. But Cheers.
1: Cheers clink
0: clunk there's gonna be a lot of 30 rock references so gear up listeners i like that oh that's delightful thank
1: you i was going for something floral herbal refreshing but obviously with an apple twist
0: some herbal essence so
1: uh listeners what we are drinking right now i have tentatively um or or Intermittently uh, dubbed the sour apple. We may come up with a new term or new name for it. Um, but this is gin elderflower liqueur, which of course gives it that nice herbal flavor. Um, some fresh lemon juice topped with sparkling apple cider um, and then a dash of aromatic bitters. So um, it's got a nice mm. citrus twist to it, very f- uh, like fruit herbal forward forward. yeah with the with the apple cider and the elderflower um but then the bitters just adds that extra little not even bite but just like it completes the flavor i feel like
0: i love bitters do you ever just get some like soda water just put some bitters in it
1: i can confidently say i've never done that um (laughs)
0: well raven let me learn your okay do
1: that (laughs) well uh you know what for your sake campbell i shall try it and I would not no. for anyone else, probably.
0: It's a thing. Is
1: it? I believe it's a thing you yes. do.
0: <laughs> I'm a man of the people. Ah,
1: okay. <laughs> um, so,
0: i don't know what people but
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> um so i chose kind of uh the flavors of this drink mostly for giselle's kind of spirit and character um especially her animated version was intentionally animated as a sort of like flowy like forest girl hippie sort of vibe which gave me the floral oh, herbal very cottage cool. yeah but <laughs> very actually um but then of course there's the iconic scene um Uh, akin to... Excuse me,
0: that was so rudely. akin
1: to Snow White, where she bites into the poison apple, Um, so I wanted that to be represented in the drink as well. And... Spoiler. Speaking of uh that homage this film in general um is kind of both an homage and a self-parody of a lot of Disney's animated features so there will be a lot of different references uh both musically and within the film itself um to like past works uh so some of that I'll be talking about in Raven's Composer Corner some of them I'm sure will come up naturally as we discuss
0: Naturally. naturally and it's also I just think it's just fun that they're just making fun of themselves like the disney company yeah. um which is um it's fun especially like for the times i remember when this came out and like everyone loved this they are like oh whoa this is new this is fresh oh that's so funny um and it's always so interesting how that kind of poking fun at oneself mm-hmm. especially in these huge corporations kind of distract from from them being huge corporations yeah. would you find because mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: at the, at the <laughs> end of the day like disney's still disney
0: they own everything yeah. <laughs> um anywho so any the um, movie starts
1: with the beautiful overture um and storybook yes. introduction i love this piece of music um
0: Mostly because very Sleeping Beauty, very
1: Sleeping Beauty. Um, we very hear the Shrek. we hear the motif from True Love's Kiss. Which is interesting that you mentioned Shrek because I was thinking of Shrek too. And Shrek also intentionally opens with that storybook um, mm-hmm. cliche trope, whatever um, uh, narrative intro, uh, intentionally because it's also meant to be like a sort of parody of those sort of animated musicals. Of course, coming from the other side, DreamWorks, but. Uh, still, I, I find it interesting that they chose
0: to do that again. And speaking of narrative intro and Shrek 2, the narrator in Enchanted is Julie Andrews, who plays the queen in Shrek 2.
1: Boom! I did not realize. Take that. I couldn't quite yeah, place the Julie points, Andrews. But that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, Maria, Sound of Music, mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one, the only. Raven. When we did Mary Poppins, you really did experience, magic? I think, my God true is a magic. Uh, girl boss, uh, what was it? <laughs> a um, Gaslight gatekeeper, gate girl boss. Gate-
2: gate-
0: <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> and, uh, she's just so incredible. But yeah, she's the narrator. She was also in Princess Diary. She's Queen Rinaldi. Um, she was also, uh, Victoria Grant in Victor Victoria. I don't think I've said that credit before, but that's another fun mm, one. Nice. Um, but yeah, she's the narrator of this film.
1: Nice. Um, so we get through the st- storybook like pop up. Andalasia. Book. Yeah, we see Andalasia. We see specifically, like, literally a cottage in the forest built into a tree, it mm-hmm. seems like. Um, uh, we open on Giselle's home. Uh, it's also kind of giving Here. Rapunzel's uh, room up in the tower. Uh, like, that just sort of, like, mm-hmm. look and vibe. Um, I think that movie came out after this, though, so that makes... no oh, whatever.
0: It um, did. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just, like, fantastical. Yeah. Um, and it's also, we get, like, a little history of the country?
1: Kind of? Andalusia. I yeah.
0: oh, no, There's a queen the in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Queendom. Um, so there's this evil stepmother... Queen yep, trope. whose stepson is the prince, the heir to the throne, who's looking for his true love, um, to live happily ever after, and then we cut to Giselle, who is spoiler, maybe his true yep. love. Like I said, spoiler, and then was ambiguous. But Giselle is played by Amy Adams, who's been in uh I love her so much. Arrival, Talladega Nights, American Hustle um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. If any mm-hmm. of y'all have not seen that before, I highly recommend. It. I think that was her first movie, um, or first like big thing, and it's just so funny. But um, she also was my in a
1: credit from her, which is
0: I was going to say she was in Confessions, a musical we've done of, before. Oh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama no, Queen.
1: Confessions of a Shopaholic. That was Lindsay Lohan in Confessions oh. of a Teenage Drama Queen. Campbell, That's right. get your white divas straight. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I told Raven before recording there's a lot of actors who have appeared yes. um and have worked on other musicals we've done before. Oh Lord. What has Amy adams been in before? And it's just like such a throwaway role, like so nothing. Wait. But it's so funny. Wasn't We're she like, what are do you cameo doing? Cameo
1: in um mm-hmm. Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny?
0: Yes, uh, she is. yes, she's the super horny woman <laughs> in I think Master Exploder.
1: Uh, the name of the song or It's the just name like of the one
0: scene that no, that's the song. I, I did not remember, that. and then they get the one guitar, double guitar yeah. that are like split leg, like uh, that scene.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, amazing, isn't that
1: fun? Amazing,
0: just um, like, why are you here? But some other stuff about 80. 80- amy adams um that she does have like a dance and music background like choir um and she did work as a dancer at boulders dinner theater and country dinner playhouse and did things uh some productions like brigadoon and chorus line and then was injured and wasn't dancing as much anymore but then has had such a great acting career i'm just such a fan of amy adams perfect for this kind of role
1: oh perfect she plays that like wide eyed like fairy tale princess stepping into the actual real world like so well. I I really love her her performance in this. Um so this girl is pressed for a man and we get into the song.
0: Yeah, she's making uh she's making a sex (laughs) stall and she's like, We're missing the most important part. The lips the mouth.
1: (laughs) Um I love the fact so they're going through all these different items that she could use. They give her an apple that has like the front of it like bitten off by a little caterpillar. She pulls the caterpillar out of the apple and puts it on his face and this grumpy little caterpillar <laughs> gives her the nastiest face. I love it. It's so funny. Um,
0: it, yeah, we also are introduced to like her main animal companion, mm-hmm. her sidekick. the yeah the chipmunk. Um, Who, there's two different voices. So, when they're animated, uh, Pip is played by Jeff Bennett, who's also the voice of Johnny Bravo, The Man in the Yellow Hat, Chuse Goose in Adventure Time, the dad in Dexter's Laboratory. He's the singing voice of the centipede in James and the Giant Peach, and for the singing voice for Zazu in the unreleased song from The Lion King, The Morning Report. Um, That's in the extended version. He does the singing voice for Zazu. But Pip in New York is voiced by the director, Kevin Lima.
1: Did not realize that. who
0: Who also directed a goofy movie in Tarzan. And he was one of the writers for Aladdin.
1: Great movies.
0: And then. She summons a bunch of animals, and some of the animals, like the bluebirds, the fawns, and then later on, the little girl who plays Rapunzel, like in the park, Mm -hmm. is Emma Rose Lima, Kevin's daughter.
1: Ugh, nepotism.
0: Ugh. Um, Which is wild because Emma, we hate you, Emma Rose Lima. Every
1: previous time I have watched this movie, I thought. Morgan was Rapunzel in the tower in the park. And it wasn't until this watch that I was like, who the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> well, you, you, for the longest time, did think all white people were the same.
1: <laughs> So that Campbell, me. don't out me. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> I love a good waltz.
0: Chelsea, hates women.
1: <laughs> I love a good uh, waltz. Oh,
0: I fuck with the waltz so love bad. It. I love a waltz. It's my
1: favorite thing in the world. Um they give up completely on finding lips for this sex doll. Um oh, she explains that. The lips are the most important part because uh, when you find someone that you really love, you have to share true... Before two can become one, uh, which is not not true, Uh, you have to share true love's kiss.
0: (laughs) No, no, I do. Uh,
1: Well, I like to kiss before... So, that's on you. Uh,
0: (laughs) Every single time?
1: Not if I'm sick. Like, if I have a respiratory (laughs) disease, but...
0: But then you'd still do it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I've had. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think it's real funny some of the lyrics um, because it's just, you know, very Disney, very whimsical. But some of the lines, like uh, "I hope for a kiss and hopefully a prince," and I was just yeah. The like, two do not have don't... to come
1: in the same package
0: no they do not and I like how she recognizes she is open. that and she says something align something that's like that they're the only things that touch and I'm like that's weird
1: <laughs> that is weird to like literally okay um so fine so she's being chased um by this troll too many
0: animals well no no we not yet
1: oh I was just getting to the scene where the prince uh was hunting the troll well
0: you said something false do you want to be wrong
1: this is why no one likes you Campbell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the people JK, do. I love you. I don't again, I don't know what people. Um but yeah, so you're right. she like we get introduced to Prince to Edward and her. his
1: manservant Nathaniel.
0: Uh Prince Edward's played by James Marsden, who's uh Courtney Collins in Hairspray, he's Cyclops and X-Men, he's in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise now. Mm-hmm. But Raven in mind's favorite role of his is who?
1: Uh, I do not remember his name, but Liz's boyfriend in 30 Rock.
0: And then husband. And then husband. Um, uh, Chris.
1: That's right. With two S's. Two S's. (laughs) His name's Chris Cross. (laughs) I fully forgot that. That show was a fever dream.
0: Um, It was. And then Nathaniel's played by the... The evil uh, minion character. Incredible. Well, before that, the incredible timothy spall um he what you're referencing is he was a worm in harry potter and yep. uh, what what musical was he in that we've done i do not recall i uh, plays beetle and sweeney todd
1: you are correct I uh, fully forgot.
0: He's been in The King's Speech, Vanilla Sky, To Kill a Priest. He was a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Like, such an incredible actor um, playing this little um, dweeb.
1: Yeah. And well, he plays him very well. This is uh, almost like a... I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to say that he's been typecast as this character, just because I've personally seen him play it a lot. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. there's been like a lot of other range of characters he's been allowed to play. He's been in so he, many. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's a very accomplished actor. Um, but I do always love his performance as this type of character. Um, he plays it often. Yep. and He plays it well. Um, so we so, see uh, Prince
0: Edward is hunting a troll. The troll played by Fred Fred who's been in voice acting in a million things like amphibia family guy he's been the hulk in a bunch of things mm. um and then the singing voice of the troll is played by wilbur polly but they're hunting this troll prince edward's like i got him the
1: troll only sings three, three words up. they got a separate singing voice for him
0: i don't know i don't know how this <laughs> what industry a choice works. i'm just trying to i'm just trying to be here they had extra budget and not feel attacked <laughs> um yeah, yeah so I'm we sorry, see Fred. um yeah. yeah.
1: So we see the Francis out with Daniel hunting this troll. He has them all tied up and bound. Uh, but then he hears Giselle's voice um, across the on cascading the cascading through the forest. Yeah. Um, And goes to run after him. He's like, I must find the maiden that belongs to that voice or whatever. Very Rapunzel. He's singing the song as well. Um, So then Nathaniel is freaking out because he's like, oh, shoot. We've been uh, taking him troll hunting all these years to make sure he doesn't find any women. Um, I'm like, interesting tactic. I feel like there are other ways to do that. But so he lets the troll
0: go. Yeah, you could kill him. Uh, Why doesn't she just kill? I never thought about this. If she's worried about, like, the throne... mm
1: Because and that would the wouldn't, king is no that longer necessarily there. give her give her the throne. Oh uh, I mean I'm depending on Emperor,
0: Emperor's new groove rules.
1: Yeah, but that's a completely different part of the world and like cultural monarchical system.
0: But they're whatever. <laughs>
1: also a different animation studio I th- no it's not it's still disney um no, it's, it's disney but shut up <laughs> um but yeah so nathaniel lets the troll go to run after the prince and kidnap the girl i think is his plan eat 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 no, giselle
0: no, you, yeah. yeah but eat. but he they still go. could
1: have killed the la, la, prince la, 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 too anyway so yeah, uh right. the troll is going after giselle she is trying to escape from him falls down off a tree she falls down off a lot of stuff um prince edward manages to catch yeah prince edward manages to catch her um on his horse and (laughs) immediately he's like what's your name my name's giselle giselle we shall be married in the morning and it's just like bruh
0: (laughs) (laughs) the end Uh, um so it's the next day she's heading to the palace well i will
1: say their final harmonizing notes uh at the very end of the song heavenly
0: incredible singers yeah but anyway, she's off to be wed, and she's you know mm-hmm. leaves a carriage, million animals helping her continue to make her dress. Yeah, um, and she's approached by an evil hag,
1: Ooh. which always just feels like such a derogatory term. Like it's it's really it always annoys me. Like I know that there's the whole like witches and old Europe and like fantasy and all this stuff, but it, it always just annoys me that old women are always just evil. <laughs> Fairy yeah, tales? I
0: wish I wish it was just I I preferred the renditions where these older women, these like witches, these hags, are not like evil. They're just chaotic. Yeah, because that's something to you know strive for. That's Indeed. like a good role i strive Like very Baba Yaga esque.
1: I could never be yeah. chaotic neutral because I'm a compulsive I'm a compulsory rule follower. But I would love to be chaotic neutral. I aspire to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love the Baba Yaga. Um,
1: (laughs) Um, So she uh, leads her over to this, like, quote-unquote wishing well, is what she tells her that it is. Um, She's like, you have to wish really, really hard. It'll grant you any wish you want. Um, And while she's wishing, she pushes her in. um, And we see Giselle, like, falls really, really far down, uh, dives into this, like, kind of blue ethereal pool sort of uh, setting, which transforms Mm -hmm. her and transports her to the real world of Manhattan, New York, New York.
0: Where there are no happily ever afters. <laughs> Zero. The now we know is the evil witch queen stepmother, which is just like all the all, all of the it tropes. in one. Yeah. <laughs> all the tropes, played by Susan Sarandon. Love who her. Queen Nar- uh, Narissa. Um, what musical have we done that she's been in?
1: I know she's been in Thirty Rock. As the teacher. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> she,
0: as, as the pedophile. Correct. <laughs> yes. Ooh, um, Lynn Onkman, there's she's only in two episodes. Why does it feel like she's in so right? many Right? I
1: don't know why. Um what immediately comes to mind is Little Shop of Horrors, but that feels wrong. No, 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 no. She's in Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: You yeah. Who is she? Uh
1: she's I forget the character's name, but she's the the new the new bride. Damn it. Janet. Good job, yeah, thank you. Proud Love here. that. Um, okay, so uh, New Yorkers are being New Yorkers. Uh, everyone's just like, like I'm walking. She here. climbs out of a manhole in a pristine white, like, it, like Cinderella ask ballroom wedding gown. Um,
0: so cool moon. stuff going if, on. She like looked under herself. Mm-hmm. Like she was like weird gravity magic stuff.
1: Oh no! Like, I always thought that was fun. really interesting.
0: Um And uh, there was so much glitter. Imagine how long it took to like get all that glitter.
1: So off. not the glitter. I wasn't thinking about the glitter necessarily, but I was looking up some of the information about the dress. It re- it weighed forty pounds and required two hundred yards. I mean, this was across all of the. Uh, various versions that they had to make in like different costuming and stuff like that, um, but they ended up using like 200 yards of silk satin and like other fabric, and um, each one weighed about 40 pounds.
0: Wow! Yeah. And they do also do a really cool job because this is the point where they transition from animated to live action.
1: The oh, the effects um and so she climbs up through this manhole um a bunch of people are staring at her uh but then new yorkers are new yorkers and she ends up kind of just getting swept up into the crowd uh going down to the subway station um it looked like she climbed back out of the same station like hours later because i can't imagine she was able to get on a train since she had no money um she runs into a random person on the sidewalk who steals her tiara
0: Who is uh, credited as a derelict old man.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> Edmund Lindick.
1: Sometimes when I look uh, at... The-
0: who's all been Road Trip and Big Daddy. I love Big Daddy. Nice. That's such a good movie. Sometimes when I film.
1: look at the... The ways characters are named in credits, I'm like, you chose that.
0: Was it Les Mis? Was it like... Uh, <laughs> Tooth winch? tooth winch. was that was that her name
1: <laughs> the tooth Winch, yes and it's like someone chose that <laughs> um, we like to have fun here so uh then after this um we we cut away we meet robert who is a divorce lawyer um who is ridiculously rational about love uh and is planning to propose to his girlfriend nancy uh tomorrow but he has to tell his young daughter morgan about it first
0: and these people are played by Robert Phillip, played by Patrick Dempsey, uh, Grey's Anatomy, um, Doctor McDreamy, uh, Sweet Home, ba- uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Can't Buy Me Love, um, Nancy, Nancy Tremaine is played by the Other, Adele, Adele, the, the Adele <laughs> disease, which is I, I uh, Adina Menzel, who, um, what, um, to musicals we've done has she been okay
1: at? so frozen 2 of course and she is elsa um oh shoot oh oh ooh, rent uh i do not remember her character's name but she was in she originated
0: the role of maureen Maureen off broadway maureen. broadway in the um, tango
1: maureen yeah
0: yep and the um moving adaptation um but she's also been in Glee. She was in yeah. I mean we've talked about her a lot. Alphaba in Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um we should do Wicked at some but place. she's also something else I didn't realize. Did you ever watch the Hercules TV show, anime TV show on Toon Disney? I
1: did not, but I am familiar with it.
0: She played uh Circe
1: Oh, that. that's cool.
0: That show is really fun because it like looks into a lot more like Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know with Raven. Being who she is. Um, having <laughs> Percy Jackson running through her veins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that true of all bisexuals?
1: <laughs> I mean, probably. Because i <laughs> see
0: Ivy, who knows. Um, and then um, Rachel uh, Covey plays Morgan Phillip, who's also uh been in Dwayne uh, Dwayne hopwood oh something else didn't talk should have talked about this before they did make a sequel this past year called disenchanted
1: oh it was i thought it was called enchanted too for some reason yeah disenchanted yeah, disenchanted oh uh, which has much of the um, same which,
0: cast yes um and although rachel does not play morgan in disenchanted she does have a role in disenchanted okay The Monrolasia girl is her credit, and I haven't seen it or know what that means. I
1: neither have I, so I'm curious. But she's
0: in it, and she's really good in this. Um, I always appreciate when children actors don't suck shit. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) What a statement. So, um... Basically, so so he Robert and Morgan, um, he has to go pick up his daughter uh, from the off uh, after he leaves the office. They're driving through New York City in a cab. Morgan spots, yeah, Morgan spots Giselle um, on a billboard that has like a castle decoration. I forget what the actual. Um,
0: it's a casino ad-
1: advertisement. A oh, casino. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but she, yeah, so she thinks this is a real castle. So she climbs up onto the billboard, which. I mean, I guess she comes from a two D world, but I was, I was, I'm like, there's still something to be said for the fact that this is a board. But anyway, so she leaves this castle. She's like knocking on the door, trying to see like is anybody in there? Can you help me? I'm trying to get to Andalasia. Morgan spots her. Patrick's like, sorry, not Patrick. Robert, um, is like, that's probably just like part of the advertisement, or whatever. But mm-hmm. then she starts screaming and like starts to fall off. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Morgan just gets out of the car, yeah. and I really like that Robert was like, immediately, absolutely not get the fuck out of the here. car. What we don't doing? know who this person
1: is. Because they were also
0: just having a very serious discussion because he was letting Morgan know that he was going to marry, marry his Nancy, yeah. and um, that she was like, Is she going to live with us? And he was like, yeah. well, Yes. Uh, do I still get my room? Of course. And he was like, Got her a gift to, like, soften the blow, I guess. So they're having a very serious, like,
1: father-daughter interaction right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he doesn't want her... uh, He's trying to shy her away from, like, fairy tales and princesses. And uh, a lot of the uh, negative connotations that uh, I think come from them. Mm -hmm. So he, like, the gift he gives her um, (laughs) is a book of important women of our time.
1: Yeah, And she's just, like really dead. <laughs> um but yeah, him ever ever the rationalist um trying to uh make sure that she doesn't grow up with too many romantic ideas in her head. Um so especially her thinking that this is that this woman is a real life princess kind of freaks him out. Um no. so they end up so... she's like Giselle is panicking. Um and it seems delirious to them because they don't know what the fuck she's talking about. So they end up like okay, Let's take you back to our place. You can at least dry off, make a phone call, um, and then you can figure out your situation from there.
0: Which, in in this scene, it's really cool because Giselle, like, the whole time is just, especially, too, that derelict old man, was just, honestly, what would mean so much to me if someone just smiled, said hello, something to that effect, and then she was robbed. (laughs) And even though it was sarcastic, Robert did say well, welcome to New York. And she was like,
1: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so. Crazy. Yeah. So they end up, she ends up falling asleep at their place. So she's like, mm-hmm. so they're like, okay, well, I guess you'll stay here for the night. Um, and
0: because yeah, he was going to like call her. Literally was calling like, her you can stay here for a second. To call but then, I don't know.
1: Something about
0: her. Something and just like,
1: about her. Um, and so good. then we see that the prince, um, informed prince edward informed by her trusty chipmunk sidekick pip um has also ventured down the well um and has also emerged in new york city come to seek out his bride um and Campbell, uh-huh. okay, you ready for a second drink
0: yes and i am gonna make a double
1: Ooh, okay same cheers, cheers. Delicious.
0: listeners still taste good when you double it because hey. we often do that
1: we do did you keep the ratio the same yeah, of course hmm. well i mean sometimes you change up the you know various ingredients I want to see if you have i do have the
0: gin better. next to me if i want to you know I'll spice it up
1: more. a little bit nice so yeah, it's been a
0: tough work week so
1: i feel that um so we pass the night. Giselle wakes up in the morning. <laughs> we passed
0: the night. What a weird way to say the night. Can I help now you? Now it's the next day. We pass the night.
1: Janelle Giselle wakes the up the night saunters over us as we dream I hate you merrily merrily Giselle what is you what's wrong Giselle you? wakes up in the morning and summons all of the vermin in New York City looking
0: like P. Diddy
1: um, summons all the vermin in New York City so she takes one this look this is so funny she takes one look around this apartment and is like "Um, these bitches messy and opens up the windows calls in all the pigeons all the cockroaches all the rats which fun fact?
0: All the flies. The
1: only all the flies. Um, the only animals filmed live on set during the scene were the were some of the rats and some of the pigeons.
0: Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, uh, my fun fact. It's not really fun. It's more as fucked up. <laughs> but the reason pigeons are so damn stupid is because we domesticated them and then we just threw them away.
1: Oh yeah, because pigeons used to be used for messaging quite a lot.
0: Also, as pets, like, they would, like, oh. breed pigeons, like, dogs, and, like, have certain, like plumage or whatever. Yeah. Pigeons used to be, like... Imagine, I mean, like, people... being in a city, and you're, like, I don't know how this pug survives. That's, like, what it is. <laughs> That's wild. But have I you
1: totally seen a, see a picture? That. People are fucked up. So we get into Happy Working Song. Happy Working Song? Um, um,
0: it's so Giselle doesn't gross. know what the fuck
1: a roach is. So she just looks around and she's like, it's always good to make new friends, I guess.
0: Question, though. Part of the lyrics are like cleaning out the toilet. She knows, so True? she.
1: She doesn't know what indoor plumbing, but she knows what a toilet is.
0: Yeah, and I'm just like, what's Inconsistent. Um, and she knows what a vacuum... She's like, we have to empty out the vacuum. She also and knows I'm what like, unclogging
1: what is... a drain is. So do you yeah. know about indoor plumbing or don't you, Giselle? She... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> what kind of act you play? Um, I know that rat did not dry that mug with its butt. <laughs> like, you're already using an animal literally Imagine... known for spreading disease. And then you're using the dirtiest... Well, second dirtiest part of that animal.
0: They're free. and just rubbing it over everything, you eat, and everything
1: drink you eat and drink. Uh, also, where did that bouquet of flowers come from? The pigeons, I, I mean, correct, but <laughs> um,
0: so this is a then, very catchy
1: song, I do really like it. Yes, it, it is, so, yeah.
0: And in this, this is the song I was thinking about with uh, what was the word of the day?
1: Uh, middle eight.
0: Yeah, I thought the when she's like scrubbing in the bathroom with all the bubbles. Oh yeah. That um, melodic interlude. I thought that maybe that's a middle age
1: That might that Cheers. might classify. Cheers.
0: That that was what I thought of. That's a, such a fun glass.
1: Oh yeah, this is one of my two bridesmaid uh, champagne flutes because uh, I was in two weddings last year and I got one from both brides. One, I mean, has name, one has my name, one has my name on it. I in four, oh lord, that's a
0: lot. what oh, no, in three attending attending four.
1: four. That's still that's a lot. Two was a lot.
0: Yeah,
1: maybe it's a little different for guys, but that's still.
0: It feels like because we have
1: like a bridal shower and the bachelorette party and like the engagement party. Well,
0: I don't think I'm going to be able to go to the bachelorette party because I'm trying to like not be a student anymore. Fair, but alas, um, <laughs> so. Morgan wakes up first and sees all these animals cleaning and stuff and trying to wake up her dad. And is like, look at this stuff. And then he wakes up. There's just a bunch of rats and cockroaches, and he touches the cockroaches with his hands. Which is
1: like, why. And I love how Morgan Stupid. is picking up the rats. And she's that's like, that's why. <laughs> and she's like, where do I put them? And he's like, I don't know, ow. And she's like, put them back? And he's like, no, don't put them back. And it's like, girl, I know you're six, but come on.
0: <laughs> and they're like, what's going on? And then they hear Giselle in the shower. Yeah. And so he like goes to see her and be like, oh, what's going on? And these two pigeons are just like wrapping a towel around <laughs> her. And it's at that very moment, I don't think he should question her whatsoever.
1: Ever. Like, I, <laughs> I do I understand oh, being
0: question. a the the whole thing about like their dynamic initially and like the funny bit is that it's a disney movie all everyone's singing together dancing all these animals are doing stuff and then you have the straight man you have yeah. robert who's just like how does everyone know this <laughs> like that kind of thing yeah but at this point if you see two if you pigeons see
1: pigeons wrap a towel <laughs> organized a enough, woman.
0: <laughs> who says she's marrying a prince
1: and says thank you so much to the pigeons
0: and then they fly off.
1: I love the one that hits him in the face. <laughs> that gave me yeah, a chuckle. Yeah, he's because
0: like, he's like, you stupid. Uh, you
1: it's stupid. Nine plus ten. Um, so, yeah, Morgan reacts appropriately. They get them all out. And then as, you know, this pigeon is coming at his face, uh, he grabs... It's, it's hard to do... It's hard to not make this, like... Obviously it's stage because a movie, but it's hard to like always make this happen in a way that actually looks natural. Like a lot of movies do this uh trope or whatever where like oh the two like the man and the and the woman get like you know some shenanigans or hijinks and, and sue hingled. and they end up on top of each other and it looks sexual and like it's I find that it's very hard to do this in a way that actually looks natural. But she ends up falling on top of him right as Nancy walks in, because uh, she's there for her uh grown up girl bonding time day with Morgan. Yeah, Which, she
0: because now that Morgan knows that they're going they're to married. like, you know, he's gonna Well, she doesn't or know the
1: game. That, that he or, wants to marry her.
0: He's going to propose to her um just like an opportunity for them to bond yeah. and like take her to school. Yeah. Which, we do find out that they've been dating for five years. years. Yeah. And if you're dating for five years, you're not living together, you're like, okay, I want to be, like, understanding of this man's boundaries with, like, his daughter. But it does very much feel like... She started dating him when she was one then.
1: Yeah. And it does very much... That's a
0: baby. That's fine. Move in.
1: Like, it's... (laughs) It is it is interesting to me that this doesn't actually feel like the first time Nancy and Morgan have literally met, because obviously, but like, it feels like definitely the first time they've actually had any real independent interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that just seems weird to me after five years, but I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Especially with um, how young child, Morgan is. Um, so...
0: Adele Dazeem sees this happenstance and that my first note kick her ass like <laughs> come on let's go let's go maureen
1: yeah um and so, so many she...
0: times i just wanted nancy to just fight someone and i don't know why <laughs> I
1: don't know why I
0: mean, um, she's just like always sees stuff and just be like don't take this don't, you're better than this. Take this laying
1: down nancy um so nancy reasonably assumes that robert is cheating on her with giselle and leaves um And we do a cut that, well, he like chases after her, you know, tries to find, uh, tries to get her to come back. Um, We cut over, we see back in fairytale land, uh, the evil queen uh, is talking to Nathaniel. She's like, if only there were a man that had the guts and the courage to go after them. uh, Referring to, of course, Giselle and, well, specifically prince edward now that he's gone after giselle um but effectively to take care of giselle and kill her before uh prince edward can find her so nathaniel and it's find also out,
0: oh. oh yeah when he gets there he interacts with the same like um construction workers i don't know utility people yeah that edward did uh and like the main one uh matt Serv uh, Vito, uh Ardy, um He's been in The Sopranos. He was in Your Pretty Face Going to Hell. He plays Satan in it. Okay. Really funny. But something I thought was also interesting, when Edward went into the world, uh, Pip can no longer speak. Yes. And Edward is terrorizing the city. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> uh, he stabs a bus uh, straight through the roof, uh, jumping on the roofs of people's cars. Um, uh uh-huh. Just...
0: The bus driver's like, get the fuck off played by marilyn sue perry who's been in a few episodes of er good girls the middle but something i think is a missed opportunity with her background and that this is a musical Mm. um she went she got a bfa uh with honors from city college of new york and while she was living on the east coast she created and starred in a one woman cabaret show Um, and I think I think it said she's currently working on another like musical related one woman show. That's dope. Um, and I was just like, why
1: don't you have why her Why don't saving? you have her doing something? Yeah, no, yeah, um,
0: other than like pretending her chipmunks on her. <laughs>
1: um yeah that's that's a that's a lost opportunity um one thing i did think was interesting in like the costuming so again they were trying to make it not necessarily realistic but as parallel as possible the way the characters look in the animated world and the way the characters look in the real world so print uh james morrison's costume actually had a lot of like extra padding in like the chest area the arms area and everything to give him more of those like cartoonish like animated prince uh proportions yeah yeah proportions and measurements um even when in the even when in the real world and they did a lot of those like sort of costume adjustments and stuff uh to make them look as uh cartoonish in the real world as possible which i thought was fun um so yeah, so uh, the Queen also sends Nathaniel three poisoned apples uh, to kill Giselle. And Campbell, you were talking about the transition from animated to live action before. The visual effects with the apples in the pot Um, How, like, they pop up as real, but then when she pulls one back down, it transforms back to animated and then back to live action. And I just thought, like, those transitions were really, really seamless. Um, And just a lot of the visual effects I thought were really, really good in the movie. And
0: at that point, that's that soup that the apple's come in, the soup is ruined. It's poisoned,
1: correct? Oh, uh, correct. So someone gets served. So people have died. Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) Unless they were kissed by their true love, which maybe they
1: were. Maybe they were. Sure. Um also that soup simple um, as it literally just looked like broth.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah I think they were just like maybe they were just making broth. Which like would be down.
1: fair but then we see someone But put then it we didn't see anything that presumably would be served
0: I mean, what kind of?
1: Maybe like it was. Know. It was like a bowl that was on a plate that I would expect, like if I were ordering. Maybe soup someone. In the maybe
0: someone wasn't feeling that good. This was 2007. This was pre-COVID. Maybe someone's like, "Hey, can I just get like a bowl of like bone broth for like my sinuses?"
1: You know what? I'll give it to them. Fair. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> um, so, so then we see that uh, not Patrick, Robert mm-hmm. has Giselle, and he's like going back to work and just trying to ask his assistant Sam to be like take care of her find out where she's from yeah get her a ticket i'll pay for it doesn't matter get her out of here and the assistant's played by Jodie Benson Wild. who is Ariel yes um who's and she's also Barbie in Toy Story mm. and she's also Thumbelina that.
1: that's interesting
0: yeah I um, and song. while this is going on, he's late for, he was in divorce proceedings for mm-hmm. his client, um, Phoebe Banks, divorcing, getting a divorce with her husband, Ethan Banks, Phoebe Banks playing by Tanya Pinkins, um, who's also been in Gotham, Fear of the Walking Dead, but she has also won or been nominated for nearly every award there is in American theater.
1: That's amazing.
0: She's a Fulbright specialist. Uh, She's a producer, writer, and director. Um, And this is a quote. uh, She conceived truth and reconciliation of women. Narrative stories and songs for the soul in 10 minutes or less. So the women involved with the project um, span different ages, countries, ethnicities, cultures. Um, So yeah, Tanya Pinkins. Great. Doing great, mm. um, and then her um, soon to be maybe ex husband yeah. uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., Amazing. who's been in Black, yeah, Black Klansman, uh, Pete's Dragon, Lightyear. I was asking you if you've seen Veep because he's very good in Veep. I gotcha. Um, yeah, he plays Ethan Banks, and before they're like we saw their argument before, arguing over a uh, baseball card in the divorce proceedings, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're just very angry antagonistic to one another. But Giselle, like, meets them be like, oh, I can tell. You love the sparkle in her eyes. And, you know, basically be like, I understand why you guys are in love. And they're like, we are literally We're literally divorcing. getting
1: divorced. And then, uh so Giselle learns about the concept of divorce for the first time and fully breaks down in tears, um, which is about fitting for... A- also,
0: don't touch her hair. <laughs>
1: don't. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable. Um uh, Like, at least she was complimenting her, but that's not always... That doesn't always make it better. No. Um, So, yeah. So she fully breaks down in tears. Uh, They're all like, what the fuck is happening? Are you trying to, like, manipulate us? What's going on? This is unprofessional. Um, So then Robert gets in trouble, and he's, like, taking her out of the office. Um, So then we see Nathaniel with Prince Edward and Pip. Um, all looking for, presumably looking for Giselle. Um, and Athena's just like, oh, what if we split up and I take the, the chipmunk with me and you go off by yourself. Um, and he sees just a redheaded woman in a pink dress, um, getting in one of those little like, um, cyclist, uh, pulled carrot, those little like,
0: um, rickshaw.
1: That sounds right. um. And sends the prince after her. um, And he goes off uh, because he sees Giselle with Robert now coming out of his office. So Robert kind of gets fed up with Giselle. um, And originally he's like sending her off with money. Um, But then she just, you know, busts out that fairy tale princess charm. uh, And says, well, you know, I understand. I would, like, you were a friend to me when I had none. And I would never want to cause you any sort of, like, issue or upset or distress or anything um so i'll just be on my way um and then he of course changes his mind caesar giving this money the money he just gave her to like survive in new york city uh caesar giving it to a random woman sitting on the park bench who supposedly has information about edward go ahead campbell
0: yeah who's played by muriel coon um who i don't think has any relation um, to judy Kim. Yeah, um, but who's also was a petite old lady and killed by inches, but uh, she unfortunately passed away in um, 2016. But we share a same, we share a birthday.
1: Oh, that's always fun when you find people you share yeah, a birthday with.
0: August twenty fifth, mm. um, and she was like, "Yeah, I saw the prince. Uh, he almost killed me um, Facts. when I was on the bus.
1: He cut her bag of grain that was sitting in her lap two inches away. He could have yeah. killed her. Wild." Um, so uh, Robert catches up with her and is like, you can't just give money to random people. Um, so then he's like, okay, like tell me about this prince of yours. How long have you known each other, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, it's been a day. And he's like, oh, you mean like, it feels like a day because you're so in love. She's like, no, it's literally been 24 hours. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: And he's like... Well, and then tomorrow will be two days. Will be two days. Um, and he's like, are you insane? You can't marry someone that you've only known for a day. Um, so they're walking up the street. They're kind of arguing, going back and forth about this. Um, Nathaniel shows up randomly with a cart of treats. it has got some good looking cookies, some popcorn. Uh, and he has a caramel apple... For Giselle that is free because apparently it's free caramel apple day um although he doesn't even and offer the caramel a looks one, like a
0: skull which
1: I think is such a cool touch I love that
0: yeah
1: um yeah big fan yeah um, so she is about to eat it but then throws it away uh gesticulating wildly um and actually burns a hole in a nearby cyclist's helmet um and I yeah. was like was no one was he not concerned about that
0: weird well he became concerned
1: (laughs) he became concerned
0: Um, and then it's really trying to figure out like you know you need to get to know people for like talks about the concept of a date and he's like happily ever ever after doesn't exist um and then we get into the song that's how you know that she starts singing and he was like stop people are like people are looking
1: we're in the middle of a park um and then they're walking down the street and a random uh there's a trio of musicians uh one of them kind of like repeats the the line that she's saying with a little, little, little marlon sanders yeah uh with a little not a macarena but like a Similar type of instrument but larger, it's like a gourd with like beads inside. Of it. Oh, yeah, I
0: forget the name of it. And they the also have like a steel drum, yeah. Uh, they um, have he's credited drum and a drum, as though. not maybe not a uh, calypso album, though, but, like, singer, a, a um, type of drum, skin drum. Marlon Saunders, uh, who's also, um, he was in the chorus for Michael Buble's Christmas in the City. He was also did some of the music for one of my favorite video games of all time, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which I was incredi- that's the your super favorite to music to see.
1: Video game.
0: It's one of my favorite games of all time: Sonic Adventure Two, Battle on the Nintendo GameCube. Did Next. not know that. Okay. Um, and but he was also a choir singer Ooh. in an episode of Thirty Rock.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: The episode was "I Do, I Do, I Do, Do," um, and that's the episode when Liz has to go to three weddings in the same day, and um, Jack has to decide between um, Avery and uh, Nancy. Fun. Mm yeah he's one of the choir singers
1: that's good i like that um so yeah so and so he
0: knows the words he was like wait i've never heard this song we then get into such a i think it's less
1: i think it's less and i i think this this interpretation makes it better in my opinion i think it's less that he knows the words and more that he hears her sing a single like refrain he originally repeats that back to her and then just kind of riffs off of it because
0: they're jamming
1: they're definitely like some sort of like improv musicians and i like the idea that in that that because in the traditional idea of like a flash mob it it is that idea of like all these people wouldn't know the random words of the song you just made up um but he just kind of like improvs and and just like goes with it and riffs off of it and i love that and it fits in so well
0: if you're interested in that kind of thing you should check out off book the podcast where they every yeah. episode is like an improvised musical. They are ending the podcast at 300 episodes though, so oh, it's sad. ending soon. So that's a lot of but they are going to be doing more creative work together, like in the future. So that's not going to be like the end end of like you know what people will really like to see. Yeah, because I love that podcast so fucking much. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they're totally really good at game to changer.
1: Um. So um, yeah. So all of them. So they all join in and they now follow you must- her through.
0: And then we see like these seniors, like there's five and five, and Mm -hmm. then they like get together, and I'm like, this isn't. I was like, you you know how senior centers are. Facts. There's a reason STD
1: rates are so high.
0: Uh, Yeah. The when they're like on the boats, um, when the singer is like the mariachi band is there as well. Those trumpets sounded so So good. good. I loved all the blending of different styles of music.
1: Yeah. I, I love it so much, um, and how there's more a, so more many people. weddings
0: in this park. So
1: many, we- I, well, I thought it was less of a series of. It weddings. It was a group wedding. No, I well, the veils threw threw me off, but I was like, it could be some form of cotillion or like debutante. That would make more sense to me to have that many couples in one place. I mean, it but would because you were a debutante. <laughs> shut up. The veils yeah. did throw me off. Like the veils did make it seem weirdly bridal. Um, yeah. But I, I like
0: the polka. We see the Rapunzel in the park, and yeah. so that's the director's daughter.
1: Yeah, so this song is um, all about, you know, like, how does your partner actually know that you love them? Like, obviously, you're in a relationship with them, but that's not enough for them to always feel loved, feel appreciated, feel not taken for granted. Uh, which, like, the message of the song is really good. I really like it. I think there's a reason oh, that it's
0: one of popular. The, one of the lines, I thought it was, like, really romantic. It's, uh, wear their favorite color just to match, like their eyes their eyes i'm like
1: oh that's so sweet (laughs) i it's funny that you say that because my favorite or the line that i think is most romantic is uh take you out dancing just so he can hold you close i love that because i love dancing but um Mm. yeah i think i think this it's definitely got some good like the whole like oh like leaving you random notes just to let you know that he's thinking of you or he thinks you're cute or um like just in general like in a relationship making your partner Like, letting your partner know the times that you're thinking about them, the times that you care about them, like, appreciate them. It never hurts, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, And then it gets to a point where he's trying to, like, uh, Robert, not Patrick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, both. Every time. Yeah. Um, It wants to, like, apologize to Nancy. Yeah. And so Giselle comes up with an idea. She has this, like... uh, heart shaped bouquet that is gonna send some doves off <laughs> with like a note. There's yeah. a ball coming up. And she's like, Go give this to Nancy.
1: Away. And he's like <laughs> how he's, he's like, like, that's <laughs> impossible. They don't know where she lives. How how are they gonna find her? But they do. He gets a call from her like not three minutes later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then we see that, like, Edward, like, sees what's going on and, like, eats shit, gets attacked by, like, gets hit. (laughs) Not attacked. I don't know why I said that. He's the cause of the accident. I don't know Uh, why. He, like, falls in front of the cyclist. (laughs) Yeah, he just, like, eats shit. And then we see, like, the poison apple, like, burned a hole through the helmet and, like, some of his hair. Yeah. Um, that one cyclist. And, uh,. Then we see Nancy, they're, like, at her work, which I guess is, like, she's in fashion or something.
1: That's what it seems like. There's a lot of
0: sewing machines. We really
1: don't learn anything about Nancy this whole movie.
0: No. uh, Does she own a sweatshop?
1: (laughs) That's what it seems like. But she seems like an employee, too. I don't know. But
0: she said, but he also described Nancy when he gave that book to Morgans like, oh, they're powerful women, like, doing their own things, like, having their careers and stuff, like Nancy. So I thought she, like, maybe um, owned it.
1: That would make sense. Uh, that would make sense. Um, um, so, yeah. So and she's then she really says,
0: excited. Yeah, she says, especially about the ball, she was like, no, it's not cheesy. It's romantic. She's been craving Yes.
1: This. She wants a little bit of romance.
0: If you if you said something, nothing happened, I trust you. Idiot. <laughs> stupid. I
1: mean, stupid In her defense, at this point, no. nothing had happened. No. They were
0: just. No. No. Stupid. Dumb. None of this makes <laughs> How sense. How dare
1: you say that you to You have been the together for five
0: years. Adele disease. Maureen was stupid too. And. <laughs> idiot. Dumb. Nancy. Nancy. I am on your side. <laughs> Come on. said nothing. nothing happened. I trust you. You don't think anything's going on. don't you don't even think it's weird. You've been together for five years. You have never spent the night at his place. Yeah, and this random woman that was picked up all the street <laughs> got to sleep there and spend all day with him multiple yeah. times. hangs out with his daughter. Yeah. stupid. Stupid.
1: It is idiot. You know, the added detail that they've been together for five years really does change that a lot of That really, five that like, that rocks is my years That's a long job. time to be in a relationship
0: with someone. And Morgan was so little, she wouldn't have known.
1: She was one. Like, I understand
0: sounding boundaries and like... Like, there's something something
1: to be said about, like, especially early on in a relationship when you're like, one, I don't want to be bringing a lot of people if I'm dating, you know, getting to know people. Especially if they're just going to leave. Yeah, or like, or I physically don't know who this person is yet, so I don't want to leave them around my child just because I don't, you know, I don't know them like that yet. But maybe let's
0: revisit the conversation... A year, a year
1: and a half. in, two years in. They've been together Tops. for five years.
0: Ridiculous. Wild,
1: wild. Where do they have sex? I don't know. Well, he uh. he didn't say she doesn't come over. He said she doesn't spend the night.
0: Ah, that's right.
1: Mm. Um. Anyway, so she yeah so she forgives him and then we cut to nathaniel and the prince in a hotel um edward is trying to figure out what the fuck a tv is he keeps calling it a magic mirror um he he does figure out that i do have to say this i i do
0: have like my text messages show up on my tv and uh listeners i live in a one-bedroom apartment so my boyfriend can hear everything um she may be stupid but now she's two disney princesses so you know what you got me there (laughs) wasn't talking about del dazeem was talking about nancy though
1: fair 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 but not wrong um so yes we see nathaniel the prince in the hotel um trying to figure out this television he does manage to figure out the remote control uh which good on him um how is a chipmunk more intelligent than an adult human and by adult human i mean edward because god damn this boy dumb um pip is trying he's never had to think for anything fair Pip is trying once again to communicate any any idea to this man. Um, Nathaniel comes along, swipes him up, hangs him in the closet by, like, a clothing rack, and Edward's just like, yep, that's all totally normal.
0: Yeah, crucify this chipmunk. Happy Easter. <laughs> Literally.
1: Easter
0: <tomorrow>. um, <laughs> we're recording, um, was my first thought. Am I okay? Probably not. Maybe not. It's fine. It's okay. Um, and then... We've seen on the TV this, like, soap opera where Angela says to Jerry, how can I love a man who doesn't like himself? Get away from me, Jerry. You disgust me. Good for you, Angela. And Nathaniel's (laughs) like, wait a second.
1: That sounds like how the queen talks to me.
0: Yeah. And so he's like, like he's like, you stay here. And he's, like, leaving. He's like, hey.
1: Do you like yourself?
0: And he's like. Why wouldn't... I? How how would I not?
1: Yeah. Which is... And I, he's just like, huh,
0: that's a thinker.
1: I will say, IRL, it baffles me that some people don't struggle with their self-esteem. Like, I've met people who are just like, yeah, I just... I just like myself. And I'm just like, wild concept.
0: <laughs> wild. What a concept. We can all you know, use uh, some self-esteem ourselves. And we can all use a little change oh uh, true smash mouth yes yeah, yeah. but I, I put instead of um fuel i said self esteem self-esteem to make it topical. which did not
1: work with <laughs> the number of syllables in syllables, that line
0: um, nope <laughs> 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 <So> <laughs> syllables was already plural. Um, so then
1: we see uh Robert and Giselle are in this like pizzeria, Italian restaurant. How good
0: did that pizza look, Raymond? So
1: good, but oh no one ate god. it. Why was no one no eating one this ate pizza? It. I was so. Oh my god, old. this pizza looks so. I wanted to jump. I ordered pizza because I was watching this movie.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. I had pizza last night for dinner, um but. Yeah, fun fact: I read this one article. It's one article, and I skimmed it, and I was drunk, so <laughs> I don't know how credible this is, but it did say that we the most the ex- like it was like ranking states by how expensive pizza is. Fair. The most expensive pizza state is Oregon, which sucks because mm. there's no like there's the best pizza we can get. We have to go to like a grocery store.
1: That's what y'all don't have pizza places. That's wild. No, we do. Oh. Oh. They're
0: bad. Oh. Um, and so, but like we were recently in Portland and we went to this one place and they were like, they like, the people came from New York, stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, uh, you could tell. The pizza was so good. And they had these breadsticks that were like 20 inches long. Ooh. And I think they had like cornmeal on them and they were Ooh. buttery and fluffy and airy and crispy. Ah, uh, that was, um, um. I love that um, for you. This past Monday, but I've still been thinking about it. I believe. But it. I was so mad no one ate that pizza.
1: Yeah, no one ate it. So, uh, But they're
0: kind of discussing, they're like talking yes. about each other, trying to, um, you know they're learning more about each other they're yeah. eating dinner and just was like wait is this, is a, this date? a date And he immediately first says yes so that okay bat but
1: man. also but Nancy, also she Nancy she kicked his ass she asked him three questions in a row the answer to the first two were yes and he instinctively responded what yes the to the... what were the three
0: questions what were the three questions
1: it was we're at a nice restaurant well it wasn't a question but it was there were statements that he responded okay, so, yes to okay so so was okay. we're at a nice restaurant yes, yes. we're talking we're talking to each other or hanging out well, I forget exactly what she said he said yes and yes. she said is this a date and he was like yeah well no
0: yes because that was his criteria
1: those were his criteria which are very broad criteria that's the same criteria for just like hanging out with a friend
0: yeah then he does <laughs> like we're friends it's a friend date blah blah blah, blah, blah. Also, also like my daughter's here favorite. yeah our kid Ooh. oh interesting <laughs> not bad <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I mean spoiler. soon to be <laughs> Yeah, and then we also and we see Morgan like helping out folding the napkins and she just seems like a really sweet girl why? and Giselle doesn't need to
1: pr- no one answers this question why is Morgan in the corner with a co- uh, employee of the restaurant folding napkins instead of at the table with her father eating dinner
0: because daddy's on a date like Raven <laughs> what like, why are you try to like <laughs> she wants this to happen oh Morgan God. probably saw what's was going on and be like oh uh, I'm
1: just gonna she saw, like, a
0: pile of napkins that, like, were folded. Knocked them all down. Oh, let me help you with that. Oh, my
1: gosh. Wild.
0: She's trying to set up her dad. She doesn't know Nancy.
1: True. Because um, so Robert
0: doesn't want Nancy around. Robert doesn't like does Nancy. Nancy.
1: around. That, that he doesn't want a, to be a, with as Nancy. As much as we made clear. Um... So but Nathaniel the pizza looks shows so good. Up, it looks so. Well, I was good. going to
0: say, Giselle asks about Morgan's mother. Yes, she
1: does, and we find out that she ran left off. him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: which I was not expecting. Like, like I mean, I I knew it because I've seen the movie before. But just like from a story, <laughs> from a, a story perspective, I think I would have expected for her to have died for this type of I, movie.
0: I think it makes sense that she didn't die because he's a divorce lawyer, lawyer who doesn't believe who Struggled doesn't believe in love so much <laughs> with that word. you know it be like that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it do um he was i want to say is disenfranchised
1: a word i could uh, use that, there i think that applies
0: with the idea of like happy endings yeah and he's a divorce lawyer he's like this doesn't work out there's no such thing as this be disillusioned mm-hmm. I, at first i was i always think it was disenchanted and i was just like i mean no, that's fair the next movie but so that made sense to me
1: uh that yeah and, and in hindsight it does make sense for the I character. just like yeah it's just like especially in a, a fairy patrick tale, slash Robert. in a fairy tale type of setting i think that is and, and i mean this movie does intentionally try to subvert a lot of fairy tale stereotypes or disney movie stereotypes and i think Like breaking
0: that, into the song
1: yeah and i think that is loving what, your like, current partner like the 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 missing parent being dead is kind of a trope of Disney movies. There's um, so
0: many dead moms.
1: Yes. And I think I think they were Name three. I, I Campbell, you always do this. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Um Cinderella no, that was Dead Dad. But also Dead Mom, Cinderella. Um
0: yeah.
1: also Snow White. Good job yeah thank you um and so i do think that was also another stereotype that they were a trope rather that they were intentionally trying to subvert and you're right it did also make sense with with patrick's sorry with robert's character
0: it's hard <laughs> it's so hard Robert dempsey um
1: it's um, and then so we then see nathaniel, italian nathaniel <laughs> oh my gosh shows he's like a lot of disguises <laughs> A lot of disguises. Um,
0: he's with an apple martini though, and Robert's like, "Don't drink that; it's poison."
1: Give me a good apple <laughs> Yeah, but he just means alcohol, um, which I guess to yeah. to her apple would be poison are... because she's never probably had alcohol before.
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know that though because um, in these like fantasy worlds, they're drunk twenty four seven. So I think maybe she could she's i'm sure drink. she makes her own wine from oh, probably.
1: she finally makes dandelion wine let's be real or oh, the fairy tale so good doesn't it
0: a dandelion wine <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> that's um that. so yeah so nathaniel shows up tries to poison her again pip saves she takes the slowest sip imaginable uh pip jumps like not yeah, saving the, the moment she's on
0: her first date
1: uh pip knocks over the glass at the last second um and then nathaniel again tries to kill him he hides under the pizza he throws it into the oven but like uh pip is kind of like thrown off of it by not centrifugal centripetal uh sorry yeah well centrifugal centrifugal force centrifugal
0: force is not but that's not that's not real
1: yeah centrifugal force Uh, is true. raven i love
0: you so much okay (laughs) listeners Forget about musicals. <laughs> centrifugal <laughs> the force... The engineer is coming out. <laughs> ...does not exist. That is inertia. Yes. When people say, oh, the centrifugal force is active... That doesn't exist. Not a real thing. Um,
1: Centripetal force is a real thing. Yes. So, yeah. So, Pip flies off of the pizza tray right before... It goes Due, into to the oven. Due to inertia. Due uh, to inertia. Right before it goes into the oven, he goes into, like, a glass vase. But everyone thinks he's dead. Um... And Edward later, like we see him back in his hotel room, sees them on the news, is able to find like their their apartment building.
0: Yeah, because he sees Patrick with her and he's like, Who the fuck is this guy?
1: Yeah. So then he looks him up, he's able to sneak into the apartment building. Um mm-hmm. And is, like, going around looking for her, like, knocking on a whole bunch of doors. Um, we see him, like, one kind of, of giving up at one point.
0: Well, one of the doors he goes to, there's this, like, woman with, like, a bunch of kids. And, like, sees, yeah. like, this prince is, like, what she say? She says something like, you're too late. <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's like, Ugh. "That
0: That person is played by Judy Coon."
1: That... I did not even realize.
0: She was pregnant woman with kids who's been, she's uh, Pocahontas' like, yeah. singing voice. Pocahontas uh, and
1: another Disney princess. Sorry, continue. I'll look
0: it up. Yeah, thank you. Um, but she was also Nan and Tick, Tick, Boom, something we've done before. I knew you weren't going to do that one, so I didn't ask you. Um, but it's just so much fun. Mulan. Mulan. She was also okay. Mulan. I thought it was Mulan.
1: Only her singing voice, though.
0: Yeah, and then she was also another, a different singing voice for Mulan 2, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Um,
1: But yeah, so then, so we see, we cut inside Robert's apartment. Um, We see he and Giselle are like talking um, and he's basically saying like, it feels like he's kind of intentionally antagonizing her, but it does make sense with his character where he's like, Giselle, you can't possibly love this guy after all. I want
0: to, I want to stop you right there, Raven. Go ahead. First, my voice cracked because I am so irate Heated? about okay. this and how uh, much of a villain he is. Okay. <laughs> he was like, I need to get her out of here. I'm going to convince her, oh, her man's not coming. How I'm going to do it? Only wearing a robe.
1: He is only wearing a robe and it Put is kind of weird. a damn
0: shirt on,
1: mm-hmm. you His hair is snake. so wet and glistening. Ooh.
0: No, no, no. It's not just wet. It is shaped. He oh, did it's his hair. Yeah. It's quack it's he did he- i saw quaff written out for the first time the other week I had no idea how it was spelled
1: interesting i was the other way around i'd seen the word and heard it but i didn't i didn't associate the two I, I always why thought I thought it was th-
0: there was I, th- I thought there was a q in there
1: which makes perfect sense well q u a f f i think is also a word but a different word I yeah and
0: so c o i f
1: yes which is quaff yeah Subliminal. Quaff is, is, is a word. Uh it is a verb to drink something, especially an alcoholic drink, heartily. He quaffed pint oh. after pint of good Berkshire ale.
0: On that note, let's
1: quaff. <laughs> Indeed.
0: So when I see him, um, I'm like, put a shirt on, you perv. Like come on. Yeah. He's and kind then she an like ass. approaches him and starts playing with his chest hair.
1: Yeah, we just like oh um, Nancy. First of all,
0: but, you shouldn't trust him.
1: <laughs> true, but yeah. So he's basically like uh, Edward's not coming for you. Why are you hung up on this guy? And she's like, no. Like I do, I do believe that he's coming for me. I do believe that he's trying to find me. And he literally, he just keeps saying no. He's just like no, no, Giselle, no, he's not coming, no. And then she literally gets mad at him. She's like, is that the only word you know? no no and so she realizes that she's feeling the emotion called anger for the very first time and i love that for her
0: yeah and on that we're gonna get another drink
1: well and they almost kiss
0: oh they almost kiss yeah Yeah. and on but then he turns away oh okay you're right all
1: right another drink beer Campbell, do you remember being back in, like, third grade and having, like, music class and learning to play the recorder and, like, hot cross buns?
0: Fun fact. So, you know, I know a lot of wind instruments. I physically was Mm -hmm. not able to play the recorder. My teacher told me just to stand there at the concert. But, yeah, I'm familiar with the concept.
1: (laughs) That's so, that's so, that's so sad. It's okay. I can play the
0: bassoon. I've gotten over it. I don't feel bad about it.
1: That's fair, I suppose. Okay, well, well, we'll move on. Put a pin in that. Um, put, put a pin in that, boop! Um, so, unfortunately enough, uh, there are students all across the country that have never before had a general music education class and don't have the ability or the opportunity to access music education um, and get the chance to learn tons of different wind instruments um, or even just the recorder. And That's why we are partnering with Education Through Music, which is an organization that partners with low-income schools in New York City to provide students better access to music education.
0: Also, 53% of New York City schools do not have a music teacher on faculty full-time, so Education Through Music also provides weekly music education by putting qualified music teachers into these schools.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons this is so important is because motivation for learning means motivation for staying in school. And a lot of the students that are able to be involved in these music programs report that they have uh, attended school when they otherwise would have skipped um, or like stayed in school when they otherwise like wouldn't have wanted to stay, specifically because they were looking forward to music class or they were looking forward to ensemble um, and, and getting to learn uh, specifically about music.
0: And you can support and learn more at p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. That's p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. Nail out. Do you have an instrument that you've neglected and now it hates you? Do you have too much money and think, hey, this can go to a good place? Neither applies to me, but I want to talk to you about the Dodario Foundation. They believe in the transformative power of music and that mentoring and building communities through music can positively affect social change. 100% of every dollar raised goes directly to support efforts to get kids involved in community music programs, acquire and maintain instruments, provide college scholarships, and support new innovation in music education. You can learn more and donate at www.daddariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That's www.daddariofoundation.org slash about slash donate.
1: Hey Bay listeners, pop quiz. Who was your favorite teacher in school? Did it happen to be someone who inspired a movie? Did that movie later change the world? Because that's exactly what happened with Mr. Holland's Opus, the story of the profound effect a dedicated music teacher had on generations of students. The composer for the film, Michael Kamen, later started the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation in 1996 as his commitment to the future of music education. Today, the foundation works with schools nationwide to audit their music education programs, supply quality instruments, train teachers on basic instrument repair, and even offer customized consulting to make sure the school's program fits their students' needs. The impact of this foundation now ensures that hundreds of thousands of kids across the country are granted access to learn and play music in school, keeping music education alive and well. If you're interested in supporting their mission, you can donate online, over the phone, or even while you shop Amazon or eBay. Visit mhopus.org slash donate to learn more. Cheers. Uh,
0: cheers. Um, I know we said we we're going to make a double. I made a triple.
1: What? <laughs> Wild.
0: And listeners, hey, if you don't want to make a double, if you want to make a triple, the ratio, it still holds up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So it is once again. The next morning, we see that Giselle... the night
0: has passed.
1: <laughs> Shut up! The Giselle has destroyed yet another household item to make a dress. Uh, mm-hmm. This time, Morgan's rug, I think. Although the material, I thought it was more
0: curtain. I thought it was curtains again, but she just like she just laid put them on out. the floor.
1: That would make more yeah. sense because yeah. the material did not make at all uh, sense. Uh, so Edward finally finds her. He uh, we hear him at the door. And then she was
0: just like, to Rob, who's like, how do I look? It's like, no, no, no. How do I look? And he's like, you look beautiful. beautiful. It's like, yeah, no shit. You're just no like. shit. It's
1: Amy
0: Adams. I like, you didn't have a shirt on. I knew you did not have, you know, underwear on when you were. Oh, no. When she was playing with your <laughs> chest hair. Absolutely not. You were in the buff. Mm. Do people say that anymore?
1: Not to my knowledge. You're the first that I've heard in a while.
0: yeah in a while but you it is i'm I'm
1: aware of the phrase yes
0: um
1: so edward comes in immediately start well does he start singing tree loves kiss first or does he no 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 no, first first and attacks him
0: is like, I'm going, I will dispatch him. And he's like, no, these are my friends. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. And then just immediately starts a reprise of Chulo's Kiss, specifically his verse, which mm-hmm. uh, ends with like who was made and she's supposed to sing to finish my duet, or to finish your duet, uh, yeah. which is very denigrating. Like she can be more than that. But uh, she... but that's what this movie's about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so she doesn't respond. Um, she's she
0: should... she just like, she's like, no, I was think. thinking. <laughs> Thinking.
1: Thinking. What's that mean? He doesn't know. <laughs> um, and so she's like, well, what if we went on a date first? And he's like, a date? What is that? Um, and so she explains, you know, like, oh, we could, like, go to dinner, like, actually talk about ourselves, find out our interests. And he, and I love the fact that he's down for it. You know, like, it doesn't yeah, even have like, him. why not? Yeah, it doesn't even have him arguing back. We just cut to the next scene where he's, like, getting ready for the date.
0: You know yeah, I mean? when he's, like, saying goodbye, he's like, thanks for taking care of my bride, Peasants. <laughs> um, which is just fun, funky, fun. fresh. Fun. It's just like good. It's just fun. James Marsden
1: has uh, fantastic comedic timing. As I well.
0: love James Marsden, and he's so good in the Sonic movies.
1: Yeah, uh, Edward and Giselle leave to go on their date. Um, we see Morgan and Robert are like sad without them. Um, and then yeah, and then we see the Queen is talking to Nathaniel again, um, and she's like and getting a
0: martini. With,
1: And his martini... Dirty martini. Uh, That means it has
0: olives in it. That means it's dirty. It's gross. Because olives are gross.
1: Olives are disgusting. And anyone who likes them is similarly disgusting. Um, So...
0: Mom, she doesn't mean you.
1: (laughs) Oh, of course not you, Mrs. Macaulay. But everyone else. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the queen blows up. She, like, gets really mad at Nathaniel and says, You know what? Fine. You can't do this job. You've already used up two of the apples. Uh, There's only one left. So, I'm coming to do it myself um so we see that uh giselle and robert are like finishing up their date they're walking across the bridge eating a hot dog he's really
0: digging that hot dog he's really digging both of them have really
1: liked hot dogs hot dogs are solid
0: hot dogs are great i had this little hot dog outfit when i was like a small child and it was like my favorite thing to wear like a matching hat and like shirt and shorts does um, a
1: hot dog have a matching cap? Never, I don't want to know. No, no, hot family. dog
0: outfit. It's different. Um, okay. <laughs> Ugh, come on. It's an ensemble. Okay. Um,
1: we see that. So, Giselle and Robert, they're like finishing up their date, and she's like,
0: oh. uh, Edward.
1: Sorry, Edward, yes. Um, uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm like, we could do this again sometime. And he's like, well, how long is this dating supposed to like last? Like, I thought we would go on yeah, this um, one date, and then well, I, would I would marry. thought we are
0: going to go married. <laughs>
1: yeah and she's like well you know as long as we want it to go on And he's like mm, i don't know about all that but okay um so then giselle goes to morgan and she's like you know like let's have a day we gotta go out shopping i need to get like new clothes for the king and queen's ball which oh sorry i didn't say this but that's what they agreed to go to for their next yeah
0: they was like let's go to the ball and then right after we'll go get married yes and she's Looking to Morgan for help and it's like, Do you know a fairy godmother perchance? And it's like, no, <laughs> even better. And it's like her dad's credit card that to use like for emergencies. For emergencies.
1: she's like, this is an emergency to and a six year
0: old. Fun girl shopping yes. montage. This is
1: the grown up girl much... bonding time Morgan needed.
0: How much money do you think they spent?
1: Oh, easily hundreds, po- possibly uh over a thousand.
0: Yeah, because like we know actually in point, New York City because when we saw uh not Edward Nancy. Robert back at oh. work that his client they're going to they're going to make it work.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Because of what just said. They fall because
1: them. because uh Phoebe's eyes do indeed sparkle and that was the first thing the f- Ethan no. noticed about her.
0: And they're like sometimes we have bad times if they're like cussing each other out about a baseball card that's pay money to do so. That that's like yeah. That's a little more than like hey. Some people like, are, don't like, get me are wrong. at bad points in their lives. They getting fight, picking at each other, like taking things out on each other. Like this. This is bad. And that's why,
1: doing. like, it's interesting to me when you hear people say like, "Oh, every couple fights." Because, like, sure, every couple might disagree might occasionally get frustrated with each other, might sometimes, like, say things that could could be hurtful to the other person. Not every couple gets into full-on screaming matches where they're calling each other out of their name and fully disrespecting the other person in their relationship. That's not healthy. Don't do
0: that. No. Um, And so they're, like, shopping, you know, getting... um... She's at like a salon for like makeup, her hair and things like that. And Morgan says to her, Is this what it's like? Going shopping with your mother. Oh, this slide oh, breaks my. me every time. <laughs> I was like, Morgan, shut the fuck <laughs> Baby up. Baby girl, or, no. Um, and uh Giselle's like, I wanna know. But um she likes I
1: do it. I do love the line where she's like, well, you know, like, you can't wear too much makeup because then that gives the boys the wrong idea. And they're only after one thing. And Giselle's like, well, what's that? I don't know. No one will tell me. (laughs) So true. Also, purity culture sucks. Anyway. And then we
0: see that uh, Nerissa comes from the manhole and, like, Mm -hmm. super evil, super magic, whatever. I love her appearance. Susan
1: Sarandon can get it.
0: You see that Nathaniel's, like, uh, posing as a taxi driver in a turban, problematic, yep. and is talking about, like, his abusive relationship is, like, you need to, like, sit down with her and say, really discuss each other, like, what you mean to each other. And then she, Susan Sarandon comes in, hello, worthless, miss me, <laughs> which honestly sometimes could be endearing. Depending on your relationship. <laughs> I vibe with it. Um, I I, I do, did. I, I, I was just like, oh, you're fun.
1: I do love her whole look. Like they did make uh uh this will tie in later, but they did make uh attempts to make her costume like a little reptilian with like the the finish of it and like Draconian. she has like the Yeah, and then she has like the uh, the cape with like almost looks like wings when she stretches her hands out, and we see the electricity coming off of her. Like she just this is an lime green. I love it, villain lime green. I'm
0: here for it. That should be like if they made I'm like a a color. I was going to say like for like makeup. Like in a palette.
1: Ooh, oh my god, like an which eyeliner?
0: I, <gasps> which I'm sure it is. There's no way Disney has not already made, like, makeup palettes and, like, Facts. had that shade. Facts. We just gotta um, find it. I'm good.
1: Okay, well. I'll get a nail polish. Uh, ooh, nail polish, Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> so then they end up with <laughs> <laughs> the King and Queen's Bowl. reaction to that. They end up the King and Queen's Bowl. What was that? Just
0: oh uh, well, that rabbit thats weird
1: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> no follows yes. yeah is that uh, weird I love that for you
0: <laughs> but I digress
1: okay uh <laughs> um, so Giselle yeah is king... not dressed appropriately for this ball
0: and it's like okay so they just there's like hey there's this ball tonight let's like maybe go to it this is an event.
1: Yeah, this is, like, you need, like, you have to order a costume for this. This is full-on, like, 1500s Versailles.
0: But we do know that Robert and Nancy are very rich. Correct. (laughs) And, like, Nancy looks great. Amazing.
1: Robert looks great. Love it. Um, Um, And then Giselle shows up and just, like, it's a nice dress, but it's not the dress for this event. No, 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 but that's the point. I know that that's the point, but it still bothers me because it's like, you are the only person at this event not dressed for this event. And I know why. I know that it's specifically because this is a character evolution and a character arc for you. And like, you're becoming more contemporary and you're getting more like in line with the modern world. I understand all of that. None of that changes the basic fact that you were at a king and queen's ball and this is not the right dress for that.
0: You seem pressed i am <laughs> but king and queen's ball there are still kings and queens in the modern day in the modern era Ugh, fine not everyone's dressed uh. like that raven
1: <laughs> anyway why in the world
0: so would I? so they all meet they're in, they're introducing super awkward and yeah. uh Nancy, like, commends Edward be like, oh, you're so straightforward, so romantic.
1: Romantic.
0: And not a hint of irony. But this is the funniest part of the movie.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Why, in God's Green Earth, Mm -hmm. would, in the most romantic song, they're like, hey, meet someone new. What yep. kind of swingers-ass why kings the and queens fuck? ball This is, is the
1: king this? and queens ball. And they literally say, everyone, please find a, a dancer or find someone that you did not come with Alex for the king irate. and queens <laughs> waltz. Why? why? Of all the dances, why would I do that dance? And they it's play a, it's the a most event. romantic song. It's a ballad. It's a full-on ballad called So Close. That, like... W- why? Why would I... Also, this kind of gave me uh, Brandy Cinderella vibes. Oh, dance. for sure. Yeah, really loved it. Um, but why? Correct. I don't understand. Yeah, um, so so Robert and Giselle realize they're in love because obviously you're dancing to this song.
0: Um, and it's also sung by John McLaughlin, um, who Oh, is- as in, like,
1: Sarah McLaughlin fame or unrelated?
0: I think unrelated... Okay. According to his Wikipedia. um, After... Oh, hold on. After signing with Island Records, McLaughlin increased his public image by providing music for the NBC comedy Scrubs episode. My conventional wisdom, McLaughlin Signs Human, was included with the episode. Yeah, his debut album, Indiana, was released on May 1st, 2007. So that's very interesting how, like, early he was. I wonder what his connection was to Enchanted. Appeared as himself in the film Enchanted, starring Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey, singing So Close, which led to a performance at the 2008 Academy Awards. In 2010, the song was used in Disney California's Adventures World of Color show. Good for him. It's a good song. Indeed. Very romantic. To be dancing with a stranger when your lover is there nancy deserves better yeah.
1: nancy does deserve better and nancy imagine imagine if this dance.
0: happened to you that then you like look off at your you know partner See, who she's has just a, dancing with a
1: random dude she just met
0: who has a spotlight on them obviously in love
1: yes like clearly because like Nancy interrupts her dance probably because of how Robert is looking at Giselle right now just like fully enamored absolutely infatuated in love and she's just like um hold the fucking phone you're supposed to be marrying me what happened both
0: her and Edward like look, they're like dancing with each other whatever not and talking, they just look seems. over and they look at them and they're just like
1: I don't like um, this <laughs> because <laughs> it, it's one of those like we're the only people in the room and at first i thought it was like an effect like in in brandy cinderella like it was very clear that like oh this makes us feel like we're the only people in the room but no literally everyone else has moved to the sides of the room and it's just swirling in a circle around them and they have a full spotlight on them um yeah so then uh there edward is like nancy's like can i cut in um so she and robert start dancing again um giselle walks away with edward edward is like oh well i will get your wrap and as he leaves giselle is suddenly confronted by the queen once again disguised as the old hag who convinces her like oh i have this magic apple if you eat it it'll make you forget everything that has happened here Yeah. Um, and the fact that Giselle believes her again is just like, girl. Um, Because if
0: you really looked at Robert and Nancy kiss, you can tell neither of them are into it.
1: Neither of them are into it. Nancy pulls
0: away and she was like, I see you.
1: Literally. Um, so then Giselle bites the apple because of course, um, so although it's not not true, that the apple will make her forget everything that oh, yeah. uh happened here because it will kill her so yeah. um
0: she then, wasn't like, dishonest. she
1: fully yeah so then she fully like you know faints, she passes out or whatever she collapses um we see the co- the iconic like limp arm apple rolling away it rolls all the way to robert and nancy's feet um, and like this is weird
0: and those are goes into the elevator out? to leave. And yeah. she transfer back into the queen. And then Edwards would be like, Mom, what are you doing here? What the fuck? So and then like the immediately elevator. picks it together. Nathaniel would be like, No, she killed Fully her. This her is out. her. This bitch is this she's bad. Mm-hmm. I probably had so many martinis. <laughs> um and it was just like, hey, no, everyone knows she's bad, but no one knows what to do robert knows true love's kiss is the most
1: most powerful thing in the universe so then and you can see there's a moment where robert almost like he starts to lean in he almost goes to kiss her himself before he stops himself and then edward comes over and like tries like kisses her she doesn't wake up and then immediately turns to robert
0: and um, then off screen, you don't even see Nancy in the shot. Robert, just do it. <laughs> like,
1: like we get it. You
0: love her. Fine. Okay. Nancy is like just so cool with what's happening. Like she's yeah. just, I don't know. But also I mean, low
1: key, so is Edward.
0: Oh, yeah. But he also just met this person, was in a relationship with her for five years. Um Fair. But Fair. it was just very much just off screen. It's just like, just kiss her. And then he does, and then he double dips after she walk wakes up. Didn't even break up that five year relationship. Cheater, cheater. Yeah, and then uh, she was like, "I knew, whatever."
1: And like, I do think it's interesting that this movie gets a lot of praise for subverting the like love at first sight, like true love fairy tale, uh, stereotype. But like, realistically, but that's what Robert Robert did. yeah, realistically, Robert and Giselle have only known each other for a few days. Literally, this is the end of the second day, maybe the third day.
0: But you can also look, like, see how he looks at her. And, like, when she's, like, sleeping there, he's just like, huh, never mind. That is, whether he realizes it or not, some form of love at first sight, though.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's it's really interesting because also with Nancy's character, this is spoiling a little bit, but, like... Nancy's character also does the sort of love, not quite first sight, but nearly with Edward. She
0: has been so romantically starved
1: for <laughs> years, half a decade. Honestly. <laughs>
0: that she's just like, oh, a literal prince oh God, wants to been whisk together me for away.
1: Half a decade.
0: You know what? Fuck it. Fuck let's, it. Let's see what happens.
1: And I yeah, I just think it's interesting that the movie gets so much hype for subverting these like fairy tale stereotypes because it's a self parody, but it really just falls it really into doesn't. the same. It really doesn't subvert them because in it's any like
0: way. it's like the whole thing is Giselle's like, wait a second, get to know the person. It's like okay, I will. Let's go on one date. One we date. Do. <laughs> okay expectations of like trope <laughs> subverted i did it
1: <laughs> um yeah so uh robert wakes her up double dips uh the queen then transforms herself into a dragon um and says well what if a horrible monster attacked the party and everyone died and poor queen Nerissa couldn't do anything to save them which um, like
0: there's another conversation to be had with the role of stepmother, just like women's in general, yes. being these like beasts and monsters and dragons, yes. it's like that's always what that is.
1: Yeah, um, because god forbid, and a woman above the age of 25 just exists. Um, here's my thing so then she, okay, so she's I'm not saying good, like, I'm oh. not
0: nice, I am right, yeah,
1: yes. Um, so she like threatens Giselle, and she's like, oh, like. Uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna kill you. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna kill you. Why? Why does Robert she need to says, kill her now? I don't understand it.
0: Because she's not gonna take the throne. She's gonna live in New York. Yeah. Why did? Do, why don't. does she? She has no claim. She has. She's not a princess. She's I, not I think royalty. at this point.
1: I think at this point, it's just because now. Prince Edward knows that she was involved in this plot and plans to ship the throne away from her. So now she has to kill everyone. But it still doesn't make sense that Giselle is necessarily her first target cuz really now her first target should be Prince Edward. I
0: uh, 100%, which yeah. she should have killed him beforehand. But um
1: anyway, so she goes after him. Giselle. Robert is like over my dead body and she's like that's fine. So then she grabs Robert, but she grabs him to take him out of the room and onto the roof and I'm like you're a literal dragon, bitch. Yeah. Like just swallow him, breathe fire at him. You would get both of them if you could do that. She's a but bad just like dragon. just She's swallow him. Like I don't why dragon. are you why are you doing all of this dramatics? Like you could have been killed both of them. I don't understand. So yeah. So then Pip goes to help uh Robert, uh, what, not Robert, it, Edward. I was
0: going to say. He comes like say, this hamster ball. Giselle Oh, yeah, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. like goes out, sees Edward's sword, picks it up, and she's like, "I'm taking this care of this myself." She's, like shoe falls off. Oh, classic Cinderella! Classic. And Cinderella. She goes to like scale the building to uh, smite yes. the dragon,
1: and then we see we cut down to like Robert and Nancy. Uh, Robert, Edward and Nancy. Um, Pip rolls up in a little hamster bowl um, and finally is able to successfully communicate with Edward who seems to Why have developed so? a brain. Um, and he's able to, he, like, he releases him to go and help. And... I like this trope of like so. This happened with the troll as well. With like the troll was chasing Giselle onto a branch at the beginning of the movie, and then Pip jumped on, and like that's when the the whole tree actually started tipping over. He was like the tipping point. He does the same thing here, where uh, Queen Arissa as a dragon is just like on this top spire of the building, uh, and just like swinging around. He can see like, what building the was it?
0: Was it the Empire? Was it the Chrysler Building? Was it the Empire State Building?
1: i don't know new york we should know
0: this we're gonna take a minute it
1: was just it it was just a building with a spire
0: uh the kings and queens ball is a golden deco studio set but it's supposedly being held in the woolworth building Ooh. 233 broadway atop which the climactic battle undertakes
1: cool interesting so that's the building um yeah, and so uh uh-huh, he yards. jumps on like one of her little spikes at the top of her head and that is like the basically the Enough straw wait. that put the camel's back, yeah. Um makes the whole thing tip over. She falls from the spire.
0: When she hits the first part of the building, why does she explode into fire?
1: I Remember her exploding into glitter on the road. I don't remember her exploding into
0: fire. Like on the way down, she like hits something and like explodes, and it's like glittery fire type thing. I was just like, how did this happen? Because when I... you do see Giselle stab her, or the after effects, you do see mm-hmm. a pool of blood, which I was like, oh, good for you, Disney.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But I don't she know. she explodes I mean, it seems from like they were... blood concussive force.
1: It does seem like they're trying to like, because granted, this is one of relatively few deaths that Disney actually depicts. Like usually Disney will depict the fall and there's an implied death. And in some cases like Lion King, you will see the dead character afterwards, But for the most part, Disney rarely depicts the physical impact and death. And I thought that maybe this was just their way of trying to save children from seeing the actual impact of blood force trauma to a body. Which is... But she was like, exploded.
0: She was like, on fire, like, falling down. I was like, where did this come from? It was too much.
1: I don't know. It didn't make any
0: sense. Um, Um, And then... Yeah. Robert is like almost falling and trying to like catch, save him, and they just like, you know, are sliding together like on building well, and well, they're
1: before like before that. So Robert is oh, in she, the dragon's hand she, when uh, she knocks her or when, when Pip like gets her to fall off the tower. How the fuck does the Giselle throw this sword hard enough and accurately enough? The same it,
0: exact way Edward did when the troll was trying to eat her.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that just that particular detail. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't make any
0: sense. Oh no, that. it's fine. It's a movie. Um, and anyway, so yeah. they like fall together. They're safe, and she's like, yep. "Is this a habit of yours? Always falling, falling <laughs> off of things?" <laughs> Let's make <laughs> out, call and they're back. just like, "You have been in a long-term relationship for like for years. five years, and you're just like, oh, 'Oh, I'm done.'"
1: years and i, I don't, don't care i do think he, don't think he was loyal non- during the romantic. whole time i i don't because i don't care how much of a non-romantic you are like no. how in the fuck are you just able to switch it up like this like he fully flipped Snake. the script on nancy
0: Snake.
1: like you were planning on proposing to this woman 24 hours ago what happened?
0: And then we get what? into the song "Ever Ever After" sung by Carrie Underwood.
1: <laughs> I love it, and I love Carrie Underwood, so I mean, there's no surprise there.
0: Nancy's but... just kind of walking back. She like sits down, and then she like, sees the sees shoe the...
1: that Giselle kicked off.
0: And then Edwards like, "May I, milady?" And it's and a it perfect, perfectly fit. fits her. And weird. then she like runs off with him into the sewer. It's just like you know what, fuck it. <laughs> and like honestly, good for Nancy because she's with a hot ass guy and she's about to be a queen of a like of a kingdom.
1: Facts, but also again, this goes back to the fact that this movie doesn't actually subvert any fairy tale tropes because other than the one dance they shared ten minutes ago, you don't know how much time what? has passed. You don't know how much time has passed.
0: Come on. Not a lot of time has passed. Not a lot of, a lot of time has passed. <laughs> it's
1: been less than the day that Giselle and, and Edward knew each other before they were gonna get married. How
0: many nights have passed over them?
1: <laughs> I, I hate you. I hate you.
0: Um, so then so, Giselle
1: opens up a dress
0: shop. Which I think is she just took over Nancy's like business. I think she did. <laughs> Andalasia fashion. She's just so rude. <laughs> And so there's a bunch of rats making clothes too, which is like and a then, fun, I guess.
1: Uh Nathaniel gets a book deal, which I'm not happy about.
0: But what Nathaniel does, my royal pains, which is so yeah. funny. Mm. And um, then dealing with Pip, your inner evil queen or something like that.
1: Yeah, dealing with the inner queen, uh, dealing with the evil queen within. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, Pip, and then also, Pip also gets a one in the Silence
0: world. isn't golden. And it's interesting. Pip went back to Andalasia and did not stay with yourself.
1: I think that makes sense though, because he was very upset. Because about CGI is off. expensive. Facts.
0: And then we see, you know, the new happy family. I'll, you know, yeah. you know, Giselle has moved in because there's so many more houseplants and flowers.
1: So many more. Also, um she has all of her own dress material now. She doesn't have to destroy all their curtains.
0: And they all lived happily ever after. The book closes and we get into the ending credits, which the animation is just playing from different fairy tales. Like you see yeah. Cinderella, you see uh, the frog so, like... prince. Mm-hmm. The um, froggy
1: pruto. Like... Good job. Oh, the prince
0: and the frog.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And uh, a fiend. Fiend. So... I'm going to talk a little bit about the music uh, in our (laughs) Ravens Composer Corner, Root. So um, I have talked about both of these composers before, so I'm going to go over that briefly and then talk a little bit more about the construction of the music itself. So, music and score was done by Alan Menken, who we've talked about many times, but uh, we went over in detail within the Little Shop of Horrors episode, so go check that out. Um, lyrics were done by Stephen Schwartz, who also did the lyrics for The Prince of Egypt, and he's actually also done a theatrical version of Prince of Egypt, where he did the full like music and lyrics for the entire show, so I thought that was Ooh. really cool as well, yeah. That's cool. So um, if you want, like, specific details on their, like, biographical information, like, go to either of those episodes. But I want to talk a little bit about, like, the work that they put in to the specific music for this uh, musical. So the interesting thing we mentioned earlier that – this movie in general is an homage and kind of self-parody of Disney animated princess films. And that is reflected in a lot of the songs that are played. So each of, Gis- each of Giselle's songs have references to earlier Disney songs very intentionally. So True Love's Kiss is performed in a sort of operetta style that's kind of, uh, what's the word, reminiscent of like, the early Disney musicals uh, like Snow White, Cinderella, in um, those early days of animation. Um, and the lyrics themselves and the kind of musical styling is based off of I'm Wishing from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, yeah. as well as A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes from Cinderella. And Amy Adams kind of intentionally performed that. In also, the Whistle As style. You Work. Uh, that's Happy Working Song.
0: Oh happy I'm oh, Sorry. You
1: said yeah. uh, in my... No, 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 you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. so Amy Adams <laughs> Amy Adams kind of intentionally performed that in an operetta style um to match that sort of fantastical uh fairy tale setting. And then when we get into Happy Working Song, um, that is based off of quite a few different songs. So Whistle While You Work from Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, the work song from Cinderella where they're making her dress, uh, Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins, Making Christmas uh, from The Nightmare Before Christmas, oh and it's also just a general homage to the Sherman Brothers as well. Um, and that song... And Sherman that's Williams?
0: How you No i know i'm just kidding
1: I'm just so um so then and then that's how you know is also based off of uh under the sea and be our guest from the perspective of like having one of those big production like big performance kiss the girl. Numbers. yeah um uh and it's a self-parody uh really of just alan Menken's work um and it's and that song and Happy Working song are like intentionally performed in more of that Broadway like theatrical style. Um, an interesting thing about That's How You Know is that scene. So that seems only about five minutes in the movie. It took seventeen days for them to film, um, partly because they were interrupted a lot by weather issues. Uh, it was filmed Ooh. on site in New York City, um, but also they kept getting interrupted by Patrick Dempsey fans. <laughs> Which I just thought was so funny. I mean, there's a Um,
0: million Grey's Anatomy episodes. There's
1: so many. Grey's Anatomy is a huge, like, almost cult following. Um, And so then as we move on through the musical, uh, we get into So Close and Ever Ever After, which we talked about, which were intentionally written in more of a contemporary style. And it was kind of meant to show that uh, kind of the time period sort of of the musical uh stylings of the songs were progressing sort of in pace with um Giselle's character herself uh so again we see that she shows up to the king and queen's uh ball in this more contemporary style dress and that is intentionally mirrored by a contemporary ballad uh, which is performed during that ball, oh kind of yeah to show, yeah that her character is like more in tune with the modern world now and not in this like fairy tale fantasy land anymore um, and interesting, there is another song called "Enchanted," which was a duet between Adina Menzel and James Morrison That was originally meant to play over the like opening credits and like the the opening storybook narration. That was actually deleted from the movie, which I'm really sad about. I would yeah, because love I
0: would have loved to hear them sing. <laughs> I would to love,
1: love to hear Adina maybe Manzel they do. And James Morrison. Maybe uh.
0: they do in "Disenchanted" because they're both in it.
1: Oh, perhaps we we'll, we'll have to do that someday and see. Yep. Um, and that leads me into our discussion question for the day, which is about musical stylings. So, Campbell,
2: yes,
1: in your opinion, what role does or can uh, musical styling play in the expression or communication of a particular emotion or desire?
0: I think what musical styling does best at in describing is perspective.
1: Ooh, interesting elaborate
0: because it's a kind of thing we see like uh um what's the song called how will you know it's mm-hmm. both that's how you know that's how you know it's both the song is just like from these different styles and stylings and things like that even though there's like a lot of similar melodic moments mm-hmm. i think a lot of either when it's like one person singing acapella or maybe with the instrument choices, maybe it's more simplistic. Maybe it's more reminiscent of another style of music. I think the there's different interpretations of similar musics that just give a different voice other than mm-hmm. like necessarily a different character. Because sometimes it's just the background music. That yeah. It's like, oh, it's changing, so we're in this different environment. But the same kind of song... Um, I just think it's a, I don't know. Music style does not necessarily mean different songs. And I think that's really cool when people can make that work. If that makes
1: sense. Agreed. No, I think it's really cool. No, I totally think it's cool when like an artist covers a song, but does it in their own genre.
0: The White Stripes Um, version of Jolene is so good. Oh, so good. It's so good
1: but i think that also connects to what i think of this i think of how people relate to musicals and how yes, a lot of yes. people a lot of people talk about how especially how you... live action musicals are difficult for them to consume because they just don't see it as realistic that a person would be breaking out the song
0: and i think it's really cool it's like with these different covers styles different people singing the same song but different okay. styles it's music as a conversation and how can they yes. take part in that conversation
1: Exactly, and I think different musical styles reflect different different types of emotions and, and states of being. And I think of like I think of some of the musicals that we've done. So like this one, we I just mentioned. Um, there's operetta style. There's Broadway like theatrical style. And then at the end, so close and ever After, or like contemporary and like pop style. Um, and there's and different very- cultural
0: styles within some of the songs.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And there's and there's. Uh, and that's very common for like kind of your standard musical, like a fairy yeah. tale or something. But then when we think of like Hamilton, that's like fully uh hip hop, which is a little more uh a little better at conveying emotions like ambition, revolution and like until, it's another, until it's another style, character,
0: which it's a different style, like King James. Which George, then it moves
1: to another style. Which yes. is was
0: very like the monkeys. Like yes. British. Yeah yeah
1: and then um if we even think of like we mentioned it earlier but like rocky horror picture show and Rebirth the genetic opera both of those are rock operas with like uh classical rock to punk rock, rock uh <laughs> type of musical stylings um that really emphasize like sexuality uh being anti-establishment and like the general feeling of like rebellion against like the system kind of and stealing I think organs it's, stealing organs uh, and i think it's really interesting how the particular genre or style style that you kind of encase your musical in really impacts what people or which people feel able to relate to that you know what i mean like what people feel a connection to that type of music um based on their own life based on their own musical interests um and musical preferences and i think um it's really cool being able to see a single musical incorporate various different styles and as you mentioned earlier um even different cultural musical styles Yeah. yeah cool okay so for our song today I gave you two different options. Which one did you pick?
0: I picked True Love's Kiss. Ooh! Because okay. I thought it would just like, it happened so much throughout. And sometimes when you're, when we're like playing music or like, say you have like some kind of popular music, if you translate to sheet music, it's boring. I That's how I felt uh, How Will You Know She Loves Me, whatever the song is, I will never remember yeah. the title, do not correct me. And I will never, like, that seems more boring. So we're going, we're doing True Love Kiss with Raven on the violin and myself on the clarinet.
1: Ay. Right
0: we did get a little bit off. And I messed up a bunch, but we were because
1: like... I fully stopped and then started again.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, that probably did it. Um, I messed up those six notes so bad. Oh, those do look um, hard.
1: Cool. I think we did it. Um, I'm a little confused. I can play the next the next parts, but I'm a little confused by what part it's an of interlude. the song they are. It's a little oh, interlude
0: okay. when it goes from like what the beginning part to like a little waltz
1: that's right it, th- does it say light waltz okay cool it's it looked like light wake at first to me and i was like that doesn't make sense okay okay so i'm thinking one i like think that'll be one in two and three
0: in. yeah okay and i would start because you're i thought you were going to go one two one two three four go one two three two two three play yes Okay. Yes. Just wanna make Thank sure. You. <laughs> so you don't get confused. You
1: are correct to remind me. Okay. One one, two, three, two, two, three.
0: We did it. And we did it. Congratulations.
1: I sounded so good.
0: I love this song. Uh you wanna l
1: love this. Listen to me
0: real quick. Uh wait, what part do I actually have the melody? Uh at the ah uh, uh, part.
1: <laughs> Campbell, Sounds great. You sound amazing. Honestly, and and I That's say right. this, I say this completely unironically. I Appreciate the clarinet as an instrument and like the clarinet as an instrument specifically because of you, like. Aw, that's the nicest thing. I think most people. No, are honestly, like me. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I knew of the clarinet, obviously, before. Yeah, you have been drinking. <laughs> um, but like I've always appreciated, like the I i more I've always been more of an orchestra person than a band person. I've never really loved band instruments, but I can. Uh,
0: and i've never for it. Yeah, but i can that.
1: appreciate them for what they are. Um, but <laughs> um, but i feel like you you do bring a lot of like life to the clarinet when you play it. Um, and also just knowing you in general and, and hearing you talk about your experiences in band and like all the different instruments you've played and and just like your journey through all of that has made me appreciate band instruments. Um, and would win specifically a lot more um, than I think I did previously.
0: Yeah, clarinet's fun. I mean, I started learning it. um, And, like, I mean, it's been years, not consecutively, that I've played it. But I started my clarinet journey in 2005. Wild. Yeah, fall 2005, I was in uh, a beginner band in middle school. And this is the same clarinet I've had since then, and I love it. Which is so interesting.
1: Which is so interesting because I've also had the same violin for my entire musical journey. So I started playing uh, violin in fourth grade. Well,
0: yeah, because your parents got you that bigger one because you grew into it, right? Yeah, but see, that's not
1: normal. So, like, would would string instruments...
0: I mean, it is for people that can't be, for families that don't want to be buying two violins.
1: But um, for wooden strings instruments, for anyone that's not aware, they come in different sizes. So you can get like a quarter size, a half size, a three quarter size, and then a full size. And the usual intent is that you start learning as a child and you play on the smaller size. And as you move, as you physically grow as a human, you move up to the other sizes until like a typical adult would play a, full-sized violin my parents said fuck that and just bought me a full-sized violin when I was in fourth grade um and so most people I know have progressed through different violins but have landed on one in their adulthood if they continue to play into their adulthood um I've had the same violin for my entire life and I feel such a connection to it and I do think it's really interesting the connection that you can feel to your musical instruments how they um can almost become like an extension of you when you're really familiar with them or you're really just into your music
0: at last my arm is complete again.
1: fantastic reference yeah thanks
0: but we are now at Indeed. the end and yeah. raven what's up campbell how would you rate this musical? Uh, so I've been thinking
1: 10? about it recently and I rate a lot of musicals very high. And that's usually just because I can't bring myself to dock points. Um, perhaps because I'm too generous, some would say, but I do really like this musical. I think there's a lot of like, there are some like really dumb moments. Um, but it is also a intentional self parody. Um, I think I would rate this musical at, like, a 7 out of 10. It's very good. I really like the music. I do wish there were more songs. Um, I understand what they did with, like, what they had, you know, and trying to make it as, like, integral to the story and and make sense.
0: Yeah, what they had was even the supporting (laughs) cast, people with one lines have extensive musical backgrounds. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They, they did well with what they had, only, you know, acclaimed <laughs> with actors. With Giselle
1: singing three of the five songs that are in the official movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I think there could definitely be more songs. Um, but otherwise, the costume design, the visual effects, the overall storytelling, um, I think is, is pretty, pretty good, pretty top-notch. So I think I'll give it a seven. I might go as low as a six and a half out of ten.
0: I would give it a six or a seven for the same exact reasons.
1: I could have done yeah. with more songs. There's there's only five in the actual released version, which yeah, is ridiculous. A for Alan Menken, come on, yeah. you can do better, Disney.
0: Come on, come on. You see your Literally, cast. Literally.
1: Uh, do it. You have Adina Menzel, I mean, for Christ's sake. Adina Menzel doesn't sing a Adele single Dazeem. song in the released version. Criminal. That's like, sucks. criminal is what it is.
0: You know what? That's, okay, a solid six yeah, then. I
1: agree, six. Just for that, just for not letting Adina Menzel sing. <laughs> Campbell. Yeah. Where can you Me? find us? Moi? Moi? Indeed. Toi. Te. Thou.
0: You know, I love to be, I only want to be referred to with the royal <laughs> y'all.
1: Well, y'all, where can you find us?
0: You find us wherever podcasts are found. That be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, any I don't know audio player that has podcasts. Literally. That's where you can find us. And when you find us and share us with all your friends and families and strangers, Honestly. I'm hoping. Um, and you like us, please do us the great service of rating us well. Rate us five stars. You can do that now on Spotify um apple podcasts and just you know like subscribe comment blah 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 (laughs) youtube um but if you do so then we can spread our um voices and our mission to raise money for music education even further because the higher we're rated and the more people that rate us the more people that will just like pop up for and people will see um and you can also contact us if you have any comments critiques suggestions uh you can email us at boozicals yep. at gmail.com that's b-o-o-z-i-c-a-l-s Ooh. at gmail.com or follow us on instagram at boozicals because i don't know i like to photoshop into fun stuff and all our episode descriptions and posts and things like that also have all these like really fun cocktail recipes that we've been working hard and to create of but also and pictures of photoshop <laughs> um and also uh We do have, it needs to be updated, only a few of our episodes are on there. We have to, like, refix the link. But we also have a power hour on YouTube. That could be a really fun pregame for y'all. Some people have recently commented on it. I will read it aloud now. OMG, this is legit the best, all caps, power hour I've ever seen. And I've seen many. Lol, lol. Please make 1,000 more. Thank you, Rachel. And 10 out of 10, amazing power hour, please make more. Thank you, na, 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 But that's where you can find us.
1: That is indeed where you can find us. Uh, thank you, Campbell, for that information. I'm sure all of our listeners will find that very beneficial. Um, so, all that's left is to say, Auf Wiedersehen.
0: Um, weird. Um.
1: <laughs> Why is that weird? <laughs>